0: back to the old oak table it's taylor trash fly fishing it's an episode a new episode i don't even know what Mm -hmm. fucking number it is because i didn't ask and as soon as you start talking episode 63 63. (laughs) 63. and uh just like weezer says you can be anything you want Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um it's fly fishing you can be some kind of influencing hero. You could be the most badass casting instructor. You could be a travel guide Mm. and do hosted trips. All you got to do is Mm -hmm. start that Instagram, and you become what you want to be. Social media. Social medias. Um, But, you know, for as much as we're making fun of the social medias, I think tonight's episode... Could very well be one of the most fun we've had because listeners answered the call. Mm -hmm. There's quite a few topics that I don't know that we would have ever decided to bring up and and talk about. There's some that, like, otherwise.
1: Yeah. Yeah, So there's some that it was really cool that they were asked because we just assume. Right. You know, we're all sitting around this table. We know the story. Sure. It's hard to kind of see it from other people's eyes, so that was neat.
0: So why don't we go ahead and dive straight into it? Um, You know, either Ben, Carl, um, you guys want to take turns, and we'll just work our way down that post. And, uh, you know, there's no obligation on our part to answer or to take up any of them, but we're going to read them all. And uh, if we decide to kick it around a little bit we will if we don't maybe we'll save it for a different episode we're in a different mood or maybe it's just a gay question that we don't want to answer um so with that in mind i'm trying to find that post so i can follow along i i I, hate instagram changes shit all the time ridiculous buttons
2: yeah all right Still the same um, this is a question that led to me having a question. Um, Scott Pant Cartworks Works says, how about water etiquette, especially for kayakers who think they're so stealthy they can paddle right over the area you're fishing instead of going wide? Just a thought. Um... There's a little bit of uh, chatter after that. And the chatter's got me much more interested than in the question. Yeah. The chatter is it's, it's, when y'all get your own house order, you can start putting paddlers on crack, on blast with the hashtag boat on boat crime. And all I wanted to know was, Derek, man, what the fuck happened? Like, well, and, and then actually,
0: the original uh, question. Was brought up by somebody that does kayak,
2: right? So I thought so,
0: it was pretty funny that um, it's a symbiotic circle of
1: insanity, and I want to be in the middle. So yeah, there's a LOL. I am a paddler.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think we've we've talked about um, plastic hatches in the past, but uh, soy powered. One milk. word. See, don't. <laughs> <miss. Yeah. laughs> so I, I made some notes because you know that was one of the first. Uh, questions or topics that was brought up and uh the thing that springs to mind most quickly for me obviously because i I opened the old iphone and took a note or two um kayakers and i'm painting with a broad brush and i am totally looking down my nose at you Mm -hmm. and i'm going to say you're kind of like uh the wannabe Tour de France bike club that, mm. um, you know, you're really quick to say, we you need to share the road, share the road. But when I get behind you sons of bitches on my way to get somewhere that I have to be on time and you guys are riding three abreast, um, not obeying any fucking traffic laws, uh, I'm ready to run you over like you're a BLM protest. Um, the, so the and
1: share the, share the, the road thing, baby. the share the road thing also means like share the stop sign,
0: right? Like we both have to stop well, for. And, it. and I always share get, the rules. I always get like flustered in trying to understand this whole share the road thing here in Florida. Don't know about the rest of the states but I'm sure it's pretty common now here in Florida. We spend tens of millions of dollars every year building bike paths Mm -hmm. all the fuck over the state. I mean, there's actually literally a plan for a coast to coast (laughs) East West trail, East West trail that, you know, like you could get on and and never get on a road, never get on the highway and you could bike your silly ass as far as you want to go. Um, we also have really good, just like the biking like lane. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. the side of the road. But, you know, at what expense to the public where, you know, share the road, share the expense. They don't pay gas tax. You know, they're out there for FREE. And you know what? Hey, if you're able to lobby and get that Free kind of fitting. stuff, you know, have at it. I guess you're winning. But, uh, so you know, that's, that's a, my thought is there's a lot of entitlement in that cycling community, and I kind of see that same entitlement happening sometimes with kayakers. Um, case in point, if you're fishing Mosquito Lagoon, um, you and, and you've paid any attention, you know where some of the favorite launch areas are for kayakers. Um, there's a kayak launch at the CNS ramp. A lot of kayakers like to go down to parking lot five. Uh, I'm not sure if that's because they like old man wieners or if it's because Mm -hmm. there's an unimproved ramp where boats typically aren't. So they're able to get in and out of there pretty easy. But when they do launch there, they head South. Um, and there's some really good flats, um, to the South of parking lot five. um, historically some of the greatest flats um, that we had in Mosquito Lagoon when the when the grass was still here. And um Oh in the big rental, of course. Right. Over at behind JB's. Yep. Oh,
1: so there's yeah. a big oh, concentration yes. through that area.
0: So if you're in your skiff and you've You've just well, had enough. You've launched and you <laughs> you know you, you get down to a flat and you've got the sun at your back you're polling, you're finding fish you're having a great morning well cns doesn't open until a certain time so everybody's stacked up at that front gate waiting for the ranger to start taking money and letting them in and lo and behold here they come storming and stumbling down the beachfront road till they get to parking lot five they're slinging plastic there's a flurry of paddles and they're headed south. Now you've been on the flat probably an hour, hour and a half. You've been working your way north, like you should, with the sun behind you, so you can see. There's no glare. And here it comes. You can you can almost hear ride of the Valkyries. Um, <laughs> and and they're going into the sun. They can't see worth a shit. They're just slinging fucking gulp baits like. They're having an epileptic seizure,
1: and I was going to say the song like when the flying monkeys show up.
0: You know what I'm talking about <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: What is that called, Toto? Uh, in
0: Kansas uh, Wizard no more. Of yeah, Wizard of Oz, Oz. Wizard yeah. of Oz. And and I think that they're empowered to behave that way sometimes because they think that because they're in a paddle craft that they're not disturbing you. But it, it goes beyond whether your watercraft makes very much noise or the impact of it. It's your behavior and what you're doing, and you you're ruining a shoreline that someone took the time and the effort to get to. Also, by human power um, with a push pole, and uh, I don't know, man. Um, I think that there's probably a lot of opportunity. In the kayaking space, the kayak fishing space, for uh, some education on what the appropriate distance is mm-hmm. from another vessel, whether it's your buddy in a kayak. Um, if you and your buddy like to stay within shouting distance of each other, hey, cool. Um, but don't come paddling up to where I'm pulling a shoreline. You might not like uh, the result. The If you've ever noticed,
1: the group's pairs, groups, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. are usually way worse. If usually if there's just one person uh, paddling, have their fishing gear, or whatever, they're usually a fisher person,
0: man, lady. Angler.
1: Or otherwise.
0: <laughs> Pretty gender non-specific. Yeah. Just an
1: angler. Mm-hmm. An Binary. angler. That non-binary angler. Um, cis. That are there. <laughs> si- yeah, cis. Um, <laughs> angler. That are there to fit their... An angler first, right that happens to be on a kayak. Mm-hmm. That never is really a problem. You know, you bump into people sure. once in a while, but um, it's usually the bright orange and yellow out paddling for the day. Reynolds, or you get the stickers still on it from Richard sporting goods, right? Um, and, and that's a real nightmare, like they're in they're on top of you now.
0: Well, and, and I get where you're going with it. And I can appreciate it. Like if we were to go, we wouldn't do anything that we wouldn't have done. There you go. And that's that's where it comes in. And and really the focus of the question is, you know, etiquette. Um, Keep your distance. Um, I know it sucks when you've got your heart set on a certain area that you want to fish. And as you're paddling or running the skiff to that spot and you see another vessel there already, just keep going. Mm -hmm. Go somewhere else. Um, Get there earlier next week or figure out a better place where you can get to quicker so that you are the first person there. Um, Just wait them out. Yeah, just like anchor up. Get that peanut butter sandwich out. Peanut butter and (laughs) jelly. Actually, uh, my note was about just that, Carl. Um, I said you're... My note to myself is your neon torpedo isn't <laughs> stealthy. If you beat me, so be it. If I'm there first, eat a cliffs bar and keep paddling, you kook. <laughs> you cliffs bar. <laughs> yeah. And and that really is it. Eat a Tiva sandal. And that okay. actually and that actually applies to <laughs> folks in skiffs is, as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. Now there are geographical areas within the lagoon, um, mainly up north where i might be polling with mark fishing a shoreline and as we come around the tip of a an island or a corner holy shit 100 yards ahead of us is another skiff and they started somewhere else and you know in in a situation like that the etiquette is simple you know you communicate hey you want me to cross over to the other shoreline? You guys want that shoreline? Hey, we've we've been seeing fish that you know, we we're blowing out some fish behind us, but you know, if you guys want to stick this shoreline, that's great. We'll go around you because that's just by happenstance. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, you've both been pulling for the last 45 minutes. You just happened to converge around a blind corner. That's acceptable that you got that close yeah. because geographically you couldn't see each other. Mm-hmm. But if you're Launching and running or paddling somewhere and you're like, damn it to hell, I'm fishing this spot no matter who's there. That's not cool. You know, Mm -hmm. part of what we like about fishing, whether it's in Mosquito Lagoon or, you know, Sanibel, is being away from other people, the ability to, you know, have that loneliness that you want. And having somebody crawl up your ass in a kayak or another skiff, no bueno. Um, so that, that's that's my thoughts on it. Kind of back to that
1: cycling thing that you were saying. I've been noticing lately the like electric bicycle game uh-huh. has come really far, and they haul
0: ass. Yes, oh, yeah. and
1: they don't need tack They don't need tags or anything. Doesn't seem like it because you never see them. But it's right? a motorized vehicle, right? But like on a. When well, on a the, boat, when you put a trolling motor on, you're you registered. like Right, register. yep. Better so get think, the old FL numbers on it. Yeah, but yeah, the other weird. way around, right. I mean, those suckers, there's a couple of them that, I mean, they must have been going 50 miles an hour <laughs> on a bicycle. It's like scary looking. <laughs> um, they really, 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 and they're dead quiet, so you can't hear anything coming.
3: So they're good for drive-bys.
1: They are. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Note to self. Nice. <laughs>
0: So uh, what was the uh, what was one of the next um, inquiries into our expert opinions? Mm-hmm. Oh god, now we've gotta find
1: it again.
2: <laughs> Favorite state and <in> why it's Florida. <laughs> DeSantis. Um Freedom. Exactly. <laughs> Favorite sports and teams. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we can sum it up. Larry's a vole. I'm a Gator. Carl likes Manchester United. (laughs) And I, I don't even think Mark big Leeds, big Leeds fan or Stoke on Trent.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Hockey A, hockey
2: A. Yeah, Ted's definitely a fan of Montego Base. Hockey cub, and that's all we got. Uh, uh, some insight on the freshwater fly fishing aspect of Florida. Speaking how, of the microphone. Sorry. Fly fishing, the freshwater fly fishing aspect of Florida, and how conservation and angling opportunities are along that front.
1: So I can speak on this a little bit with yeah. my Google Maps fishing okay. that I do lately. Yep. Um, conservation stuff, I don't know.
0: Most of these are like D.O.T. ponds. Uh, I'm not going anywhere like... Yeah, um, conservation-wise, um, I think the same things apply that, you know, we have dealing with in the estuary. Um, the more people you have living in Florida... Um, or wherever you live that are beholden to a perfectly manicured lawn. Um, they end up putting too much fertilizer on fertilizer gets washed into the watershed and you end up with really high nitrogen phosphate levels in the water. It feeds algae. The water looks like ass and it's not healthy. Um, there's, a certain group of folks that uh, like to get you know, really hopped up about um, the use of like, products like Roundup, and they think that that might be causing some kind of issue. I know that there were alarm bells rung on the St. Johns River about uh, chemical application for non-indigenous invasive species of grass and such that the state's trying to control and allegedly um, it had caused a huge turtle kill. Um, truth in fact after they went around and collected up the some of the dead turtles they found out that there was like an actual disease. Yeah, Tur- uh, was just a turtle gang fight. Yeah, oh, pretty right, much. Right. ISIS. right. But uh, yeah, I mean Carl. Carl likes, he's got a pretty cool game that he's doing on uh, the freshwater side of things currently. And it it is pretty wild to see.
1: These are, for the most, I wouldn't even call them lakes. I mean, they're ponds. Retention ponds, yeah. Yeah. Just pond fishing. It's finding them, just find them on Google Maps. And it doesn't take long. I mean, even if you're somewhere you've just absolutely never been anywhere, Um, you can figure out, you know, the first pond you find fish in. Mm -hmm. you know where that is the next time you go. Right. So then you can start really stringing the good ones together or leaving some out or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, So super easy. Uh, Pull up your feet from the car. All your stuff's there. Your fly box is there. There's no hiking anywhere for the most part. Um, I haven't really been anywhere where it's like people's backyards or. Right. More like park and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Just side of the road stuff like the. The DOT ponds have kind of just because there's nobody there and it's not a business and there's no like no parking signs, mm-hmm. it's really easy just to that's kind of my game. Dip in motivation. and go. Um, they're not connected to anything. There's usually not a lot going on around them and a lot of them are really clean. Yeah. Really,
0: really clean, really nice. Well, I have I've been here in the Taylor Park uh, 15 years. And, um, when I first got the place here, I'm in what would be considered phase one of the development and phase two had just started. Um, there's some pretty good ponds over in phase two, um, bigger ponds and phase three has now been started and it's been interesting over the last 15 years to see because more and more people have homes in the neighborhood mm-hmm. the water quality in the pond directly behind my house it used to be clear like gin clear year round mm-hmm. it's nasty back there right now Just uh, more like finished normal
1: like nice grass. yeah so i don't know maybe spraying maybe not some of these people
0: yeah oh there's oh, yep. i see the you know True green, the true green guys all in here all the time. But um, you know, I fished today. Um, grabbed the fly rod, just went for a long walk, hit some of the ponds, and one of the one of the cool things about the freshwater aspect here in my neighborhood is there's a lot of bass, uh, tons of little guys, uh, but also some pretty trophy sized fish. Um, my best. On fly is eight and a half pounder, um, caught right here behind the house. Um, I've seen 10 pounders caught in the neighborhood. Um, and with, with the water quality in most of the ponds, like Carl was saying, it's typically pretty good. It's mm-hmm. usually pretty clear. Um, you can actually sight fish a lot of the bass. And uh, if I go out and get my ass kicked on the lagoon, um sometimes I come back and just lick my wounds and complain a lot. Um, but there's other times where I get back and I've got enough time, it's like the day saver. Mm-hmm. Um put off, you know, washing the skiff, grab a fly rod, still got the same clouser on it that I was throwing at redfish, and walk out back and catch half a dozen, you know, three to four pound bass and It saves the day. Yeah, you feel good about yourself, and for a lot of people,
1: I I would, I would imagine, especially traveling people, delivery people, you know, working all over the state, it could be the only way you're going to fish that day or that week. You know, if if you're busy and um, where summertime leaves a little bit of time in the afternoon that's still light, do you really want to hook up to the boat? Do you really want to screw out the ramp when in that time you could already. Catch a
0: fish, and well, I can tell you, go to the grocery store. Or whatever. Uh, you know, I don't travel as much anymore for work, but uh, when I traveled more, uh, especially around the state of Florida, I would usually keep a fly rod in the truck. Mm-hmm. And after I checked into the hotel, I would open up, get on the internet, and you know, check out Google. Mm-hmm. Hey, where is is there is there a park nearby, or there pond? You know, are there retention ponds around the you know hotel? And I would go out and fish, you know, till dark mm-hmm. and it was just a great way to unwind. So, you know, Florida is a blessing, um, because we do have killer saltwater fishing, but we also have, I would say just an, an incredible ab- abundance of freshwater opportunities, mm-hmm. whether it's, yeah. you know, a true river like the St. John's or the econ or, you know, up in the panhandle, there's a ton of rivers, uh, or big lakes i mean lakes i mean you know florida is a wet place and uh there's just a ton of opportunity so fresh water definitely kicks ass
4: mm-hmm.
1: um i would say next next on my list i mean i'll get more into it i'm sure and and find more and always kind of change my pattern of of ponds that i'm going to but i'd like to like more pan fish stuff like kind
0: of branch my species out yeah here's um i want to stay on bass for a second sure there's actually um i want to i think it's called tenorock um it's down in polk county and it's either it's like between winter haven and lakeland it's an old phosphate mine complex Mm -hmm. where they've done um they've remediated that's what they call it when, oh, they're, when they're, they're, they're done, done with, with the it. mining mm-hmm. they remediate it well some of the lakes in the, the they're like huge dredge holes basically mm-hmm. where they right. they've dug out all this phosphate material um the Tenerock complex is actually managed by FWC as a research facility for FWC mm-hmm. on bass management And there's one or two of them that I think you can use like a boat with an outboard on, but most of them are like your, your, you know, canoe kayak, Mm -hmm. but they're super deep. And supposedly there's just like some monster bass. And like, that's on my list of like wanting to go and check that out. Um, just like, um, there's a couple of stormwater treatment areas down south Mm -hmm. of where Ben lives. One of them just recently opened, I mean, the state spent several million dollars digging out what used to be a turf farm, like, for turf grass. And they bought it, and then they excavated it, and knowing that it was going to be a stormwater holding area to clean the stormwater before it went back into the St. John's, they knew that they also wanted to make it good for recreational fishing. So, like, they actually designed and made the topography under the water like Mm -hmm. good for bass habitat and stuff Mm -hmm. and uh, i've heard really good reports out of that
2: i fished them a couple times they're pretty fun really good
0: a buddy of the show rob that lives down in isla mirada um talked to me this spring he fished um the area that's the stormwater treatment um area or the lake okeechobee storm or water treatment area that eventually will be filling the EAA reservoir because mm-hmm. uh, there's portions of that that's already built mm-hmm. um, how it happened without anybody being around a pound on the table is right. debatable but it already exists are you saying um, no captains got paid first no weird <laughs> weird <laughs> um, so it's to the east of that uh, EAA uh, spot that's actually a quarry that's been quarried out. Mm -hmm. Um, and it does its job. The water that comes in there, there's a lot of submerged vegetation that's absorbing nutrients and it's like super clean, clear water. He fished it a bunch this spring and he said it was just unbelievable. The amount of bass Mm -hmm. that you could see cast to just fish, just amazing. And it's like right off of highway 27. Um, Mm. You pull in, you throw your boat in, and there's like hundreds or thousands of acres. And so that's that exists now. You're going to get the EAA reservoir that they're digging, you know, finish. It's already been dug. It was a quarry, but they're like, you know, kind of yeah, reshaping yeah. it and opening up, you know, some, some of the area that, you know, was just right. overburdened or whatever. But then there's going to be another area that mirrors that to the west of it. So you're going to have this complex of just insane fishing. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, tons of freshwater stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah,
1: Yeah, to your blue in the face. We were just talking about friends of yours, Mark, that were down peacock fishing Mm -hmm. and and doing the South Florida gig.
0: Yeah. Have any of you guys ever fished the Peace River?
2: Mm Mm-mm. No. no, but I drove over it the other day. Okay, so yeah, the Peace look the, for dinosaur bones.
0: Well that's yeah, what I, mean. I was gonna say is mm-hmm. like um the Peace River is really good for fishing and it runs all the way down and I believe it comes out Port Charlotte. Port Charlotte area. So it's one of those rivers where you could start in the upper reaches catching bass mm-hmm. and bluegill and gar and you know, work yourself down and start catching snook and then redfish, mm-hmm. you know, so there's like this intertidal region where one cast could be a bass, the other cast could be a redfish, could right. be, so right. that's kind of on the bucket list too. Mm-hmm. Plus, on top of it, for whatever reason, there's like just a trove of fossilized mm. megalodon, megalodon teeth, um, uh justin Forrest, that does our website he sent me an article just last week or the week before a couple of uh middle school science teachers um know of you know how many you know fossils have been found in there or whatever right. they found a fucking mastodon yeah famer. i was gonna ask you if you saw that yeah and it's like some kind of crazy like south american mastodon yeah. so it, it, you know it's like kind of a subspecies or whatever but think about it billions of years ago there was an elephant there was a hairy elephant <laughs> right. wandering around florida you know thinking Sh- fuck it's hot yeah yeah
4: <laughs> <laughs> let me shed this skin yeah
0: <laughs> all right next topic there was a
1: diy um, oh there was yeah fishing trip thing in there uh
3: Uh, we're by Caleb Esparza
1: I can't find it
3: why the DIY road trip will always be king
0: oh I I mean right. we, we've That's talked about easy. this endlessly yeah. I mean c- cause you're on your own agenda your own schedule um and you can do probably 3 DIY trips for every one lodge trip that you might do right
3: oh yeah
0: <clears throat> and that's like 3 really good DIY trips yeah and oh, yeah. and you know what i i honestly can't even really speak <laughs> intelligently on what it might cost to, let's say, go to the Bahamas for a week at a lodge. Um, I, yeah, you know, I, I just don't know the pricing because I haven't looked at it in probably years. Right, it's to last. Of,
3: you know, even if you go to like the far reaches of the world, it's tens of thousands of dollars you end up spending for that week in right the Seychelles or between airfare, and lodge. Yeah,
0: but let's let's take like Seychelles off the table or. Uh, New Zealand or something crazy. Yeah, New yeah. Zealand or uh, Chimka, Kimchaka, Kimchaka or whatever. Bless you. That that disgusting. Drink. Kim trail chocolate. The yeah. you know like mm-hmm. just let's just talk like the average you know, Campeche, Mexico or I'm not even Belize. Sambuca. You know anything? It it wouldn't. I mean, I would think those trips are probably like Sriracha. three thousand dollars for yeah. a week or something like that. I
3: was going to go high and say even seven.
2: 7 grand. I think cuz they feed you and everything. I see right. a lot of the like bully stuff for around 3.
0: Okay, that's what I was thinking. Okay. And and like so I've done DIY trips for a week uh included lodging and being fed breakfast a lunch that they would pack for you so that while you're out fishing you had a a, a box lunch. Mm-hmm. Um and then dinner and albeit this is probably eight ten years ago um I was able to do that trip, including airfare, for a week, probably fourteen fifteen hundred bucks, yeah, and that's because I found the the hotel where I could stay where they would you know it's kind of like you're at a lodge but there's no there's no guides you're right. going to you're going to go fish mm-hmm. on your own and you're going to rent a car from one of the residents that lives on the island that's like yeah i'll give up my car for 80 bucks a day for right. a week for a hatsu charade yeah <laughs> well it was just last
3: weekend our northernmost friends were talking about guys that go and drop 10 11 grand
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like at the, awesome uh, the Alaska Lodge <laughs> yeah. deal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's right. seven to 10 grand for a week. And, uh, you know, because of COVID, they already know that there's some of their clients that are doing two weeks back mm-hmm. to back mm-hmm. to, to do double up catch up. So somebody's 20 grand per person in their party, and they're like bringing four and five people. Right. I mean, that's that, a lot
1: <laughs> of gas in like your own car your own boat yeah a lot of shitty motel rooms or campsites mm-hmm. or whatever i mean if you want to get really down and dirty <laughs> shh, with like tents or these you know they have those i'm not talking about the really fancy ones they have basically truck toppers yeah but they're made out of canvas material mm-hmm. yeah. put your airbed in yeah. the back unless it's real real summertime you could do a lot of stuff in florida well, uh, you a know a lot of, for nothing because that will park in the boat
0: ramp. I don't, want, I don't want this to come off the wrong way because it was DIY, but it was like high-end DIY. Right,
1: right. Only because... Like sleeping
0: indoors. Only No, it was only because <laughs> of how we got there, mm-hmm. uh, and we were fortunate. So, one of the last trips, and it's actually funny that we're talking about it because it was over uh, Mother's Day weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, we made plans. We looked at the tides. We were like fucking... You know, hey, we want to go on May, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, we got total kitchen pass approval until like two weeks out. And then all the women folk were like, wait a second. Mm -hmm. I had two of those this week. You're you're going to the Bahamas on Mother's Day weekend, WTF, to which we all responded, You're not my mother. (laughs) Right. Should check the calendar. Um, So we flew down to um south andros into congo town and we rented a vrbo a little house that was affordable it was right on across a dirt road from a beach uh we had a rental car uh for the uh, this was a four-day trip it wasn't a full week um the airplane that we borrowed Um, all we had to do was pay for the fuel that we used. So between fuel, renting the car, renting the house, and then we basically figured out where, you know, we Google, we Googled it. We looked Mm -hmm. at the Google maps and said, "Mm, that looks like a bonefish flat. That looks like a bonefish flat right off the road, right off the road. Okay. Yep. So when we were there, um, just so happened that there was, um, one of the lodges that um, is still operating down there Um, one of the fly fishing magazines had done a hosted trip that same weekend so when we flew in it was the end of their week they would they would be there and depart the same day we did but we just got there you know the very end of the week we did Friday, Saturday, Sunday mm-hmm. flew home Sunday evening and it was interesting because you know other than the fact that we flew there it was a pretty pedestrian trip uh, here we are you know shacked up in a VRBO we're just going to the little local bars to eat dinner, you know, fending for ourselves, and they're staying at this lodge probably for about six grand for a week uh, on the higher end of things at this lodge. You know, they've got all the beer they can drink. They're getting, you know, a chef that's cooking them meals and all this. Well, we are at the bar that's right beside where they Launch their skiffs to run out to the west side to fish every day and that's that's the one thing we couldn't do Mm -hmm. we didn't have access to the west side and that's like where the quote-unquote best bone fishing is but we found plenty of bone fish over on the east side doing what we were doing and had a fucking blast doing it so we're at this bar and it's like it is the classic Bahamian bar dirt floor um you know, dude fucking slinging beers from behind the bar, you know, and as we're drinking, a car pulls up and dude hops out and he's one of the guides from that lodge. And he sees us and he's like, so you guys hear bone fishing? We're like, yeah, man. And he's like, who you all fishing with? And we're like, "Uh, oh, by ourselves. You don't have a guide? Nah, nah. We're just walking in, walk Wade. And he's like, oh, that's cool, man. That's really cool. He's like you should come with me and we'll go back and meet the fellas. And we're like, not quite sure who the fellas were, Mm -hmm. but we all like, kind of like had a little powwow. We're like, we're either about to be murdered or we're going to go meet some of the fellas. I don't know whether we're going to meet some of the Bahamian guys, what we're doing, but fuck it. Let's follow them. What do they call that in aviation? Leaning into the spin. (laughs) Right. yeah, 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 Yeah. So, so we pile into our rental car and we follow Corey, and we're bumpity-bump on the Bahamian Highway up to the uh, couple miles up, and as we're turning in, we're like, holy shit, he's taking us to the lodge. And, uh, you know, it's gated, and the gate swings open. We all drive in. And even though it's the Bahamas, close your eyes and imagine, if you will, an old western town with tumbleweeds. That's what the fucking vibe was. Mm-hmm. Um, the sun had just gone down, and there was nothing going on. And we're like, okay, this is kind of weird. And he hops out and he goes, go to the tiki hut. There's a refrigerator. Help yourself. I'm going to go get the fellas. So he goes to, like, all these little cottages that are there and starts knocking on doors going, hey, man, we're going to hang out at the the fucking tiki. Come out here. And it's all the guys that were on the $7,000 for the week trip or whatever. They come. They were already retired for the night and And this was at the end of their week right yeah like towards the end of the week so they are probably tired i'll give them that but they come out to the tiki bar and you know everybody's getting introduced and whatnot and they're like so what lodge are you guys staying at and we're like oh no no we're not staying at a lodge we're staying up uh, about five miles up the island at a little vrbo just a little house right on the beach no shit where are you guys fishing? Um, well, we fished here, 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 there, blah, blah. blah. And they're like, are, "Are you guys seeing?" Fish? Oh yeah, fuck yeah, oh, yeah. We're, we're, I mean, we're not like slaying it, but we're having a good time, you know. And they're like, "So what? Wh- where did Corey find?" Well, we were at the bar. <laughs> at the bar, yeah, yeah, right there where you guys launch in the mornings. That little bar. Oh, no shit. Man, I saw it over there. I thought, oh, it's cool, man. It's really cool. You know, we're talking. And it was so funny. By the time we left, we ended up, like, staying until the refrigerator was empty and just had a blast talking to these guys. But it was very clear to me when I left that I spent $1,400 that weekend. As part of, you know, all of us collectively kicking mm-hmm. in for Avgas and the, the the VRBO and all that versus guys that had paid $7,000 for a week. And they were jealous of our freedom mm-hmm. because it was mind-blowing to them that we had fished from, like, 5 o'clock to 7 o'clock to just when the sun was getting ready to go down. And... They only got to fish from the time they're told to get on the boat till the time that the guide goes, man, we got to get back. Uh, dinner is going to be served at whatever time. Mm-hmm. And th- they kind of had this epiphany of there's tons of all this extra time on both sides of this mm-hmm. that we can't fish, that we're just like kind of like captives at the fucking right, hanging uh, around lodge. The yeah. And I mean, to the point that they were bored and had already gone to bed and it mm-hmm. was just barely past dark. Um. So, why is DIY king? Because you fucking control you it. You Control everything. You control it, and you get, and you can get so much greater value. Right. You get. You also get the
1: weird truck stops, the weird bait and tackles. The, yeah. Oh, yeah. the
0: crappy boat ramps. So that, you know, at least you see a lot more. So than on you would. The, on this <laughs> trip, um, we had we had of course brought a bunch of our own beer with us. And as most men will do, we over-fucking-packed on beer. So when Sunday morning rolled around, we knew that we were going to be packing up and leaving You know, late in the afternoon to get back. And we realized, holy shit, we've got like two cases of beer to get rid of. And we're going to be flying back. Two of us are going to be needing to be, you know, we're flying, so we ain't drinking that Mm -hmm. day. And we're like, you know what? Let's hop in the fucking car and just start driving. And when we see somebody, we'll just start giving away beer. And
4: <laughs>
0: we had um, some Sam Adams. Um, oh, and it was pretty funny because, and now it is 100% Mother's Day. And in the Bahamas, they you only take, gave the beer to expectant mothers. The, <laughs> That's the nice of you. The <laughs> Mother's Day... Uh, sunday go to meeting um on mother's day the 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 ladies were dressed to the nines mm-hmm. it looked like they were headed to oh, the kentucky wow. derby with like <laughs> fancy hats on easter me- meets kentucky Derby, and, yeah. and so we are like riding down the road and you know you got the windows down and you know we've got a literally a black <laughs> plastic trash bag with some ice dumped in it and like just beers sloshing around that was our cooler right and there's like we keep seeing all these you know elegant older ladies headed to you know sunday meeting and finally we see the first group of like you know 20 something year old guys hanging out in front of like a house and we like stop and here's three white guys in a fucking, you know, I think it was a, a LeSabre um, mm. with with the right-hand steer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we roll the windows down, and they kind of like, it's almost like they're looking at us like, all right, mm-hmm. what the fuck's going on? What do, what do these guys mm-hmm. want? And they're like, hey, man. And they're like, hey, like real standoffish. <laughs> yeah. And Doctor Chris, I believe, was or, or it could have been my buddy Bridge. I can't remember it, but for the purposes of the story, it would be better if it was Doctor Chris. Out of the back window says, "You guys like beer?" <laughs> now, if they were fucking suspicious at us just pulling up and rolling up on them like we were going to fucking drop the door open with a Mac Ten or something, they fucking when we said, "Do you like beer?" Now that the hackles really went up, like, "What the fuck?" Mm-hmm. They're trying to get us over to the car. And they're like, uh, yeah. And they're like, hey, we're trying to get rid of these before we leave, you know? Yeah, and they're yeah. like, holy shit. Yeah. So, like, everybody <laughs> r- rushes over to the car. And for the most part...
1: Well, why didn't you say something? Right. Yeah, oh yeah. no shit. <laughs> right.
0: So you know a bunch of it was like very pedestrian like bud light or whatever yeah. and we're like handing out bud lights or whatever and and but a Sam Adams comes out and we hand the Sam Adams to one of the guys he's like what the fuck is this <laughs> like, it's called Sam Adams it's really fucking good it's out of Boston he's like all right man I'll give it a try so we're like all right cool man we're we're gonna head out we're gonna give, give away the rest of this and we like drove like two or three more miles down gave out a few more beers we we actually because it was mother's day so many people were going to church that just wasn't a lot of guys out like it normally mm-hmm. would be. So like we were having difficulty getting rid of the beer.
1: You should have asked a couple of the ladies going to church. They probably Oh
0: have no, nips. they they were giving us the side. Yeah. eye. They, they knew we were up to nefarious, yeah. uh, <laughs> <What a> good. <laughs> <a couple nips laughs> there was, there on the was goodwill hunting. Yeah. We, we, we were, they made us real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get down we turn around we're headed back north and you know we still got the bag of ice and the clinking going on and we're like what the fuck are we gonna do with the rest of this beer well we're making it back to the point where the first group of guys were they saw us coming (laughs) they were all the way out to the road like a (laughs) road whoa, whoa whoa. (laughs) y'all got any more of that beer in there and specifically the one guy's like got any more of that sam adams in there (laughs) we're like it's good isn't it (laughs) He's like, hell, yeah, it's good. We're like, no more Sam Adams, but look, guys, we got to get going. And we, like, twisted the top of it and handed the... uh, Mm -hmm. It's just, uh, you know, fucking good old-fashioned diplomacy, man. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's why DIY fucking kicks ass. You know, you get to meet people, have fun, do shit that you normally don't do. It it, it was just a fucking blast. And there's...
1: I think there's also... Something we said about kind of like half and half trips. So go, whether you drive, fly, bring your own boat or not. Right. Um, you know, fish all week, fish all week, and whatever it is. And maybe treat yourself to a local guy the last day you're there. There you go. Try to figure it out. You know, so you have, or maybe like, you know, don't go shark the guy's spots, but. <laughs> right. Um, have them show you what you're doing. Yeah. Like, hey, this is you know how we fish this river or this flat or you know whatever it is, and then you know be cool about it. And, and you know, and tell them uh, we're here fishing the rest of the weekend. Like, yeah, the boy, other, that's the good way to go.
0: The other thing too is like manage your expectations on a DIY trip. I mean, if it's your second or third trip to the same place, yeah, have high expectations. You've been there, you kind of know the lay of the land. You know where you should be fishing. You know what tide works or what you know, level of the river, what flow in the river works. But go for the experience mm-hmm. and the the number of fish is ancillary to that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, being able to just have the experience, especially if you're going to another country. Um Chris and I did another trip uh previous to this one where it was um a a hosted trip through the fly shop uh, down to Turks and Caicos. And um, it was to South Caicos. And the the guy that owns that little operation down there is actually from Melbourne Beach, uh, Bebo James.
4: Yep. You know Bebo? Yeah. Bebo. <laughs>
2: so, Bebo's <like> cousin. <laughs> I'll tell you what's cool. When he's in town, he'll come to fly tying, and uh-huh. to watch that, like, he and his wife tie up bonefish flies, like, that fast. They're filling boxes, and people are like, Yeah tie in two, and they're like, here's 10, here's 20. Well, so
0: we went to their their place, um, gosh, this would be back in 2006 probably. And uh, the interesting thing about that island in particular is all of the flats are super, super shallow for miles. I'm talking... 30 40 50 miles of just like and on the lower tide to low tide a skiff is not going to work it just gets too shallow so how they ended up discovering this place i don't know but tip of the cap they've made this amazing place to go visit and we should we should actually look into going back there i would love to go back um so but it's all walking no well kind of they have a fucking nine passenger airboat. Oh, cool! And the airboat, you get in in the morning, and, and again, this is the downside. It's it's you know you're on the nine to five fishing routine. Um, they pack you a lunch or whatever, so you get on the airboat, and on one side of the island is deep water, like like blue, like mm-hmm. cobalt blue, like we saw whales mm-hmm. um, out on the distance. Um, you go around the backside around the airport, airport flat. Every mm-hmm. fucking island has one. Um, once you hit the airport flat and you're headed back towards Provinciales, uh, from South Caicos, it's 30, 40, 80 miles of shallow, shallow, shallow. Um, on the high tide, you've probably got a foot of water. Wow. Um, and so Ganger, who's, um, I, I, I hope still works there uh, he's the guy that's operating the uh, airboat so he's you know up high running the airboat and uh, you're just cruising man you know and from up on top of there he'll start to see like you know mm-hmm. blowing out bonefish here and there and then like you know when he gets to uh, the numbers that he's seeing that he's happy with all of a sudden you'll hear the throttle come down the thing settles back into the water everybody fucking hops out ganger stays on the airboat and everybody just starts waiting and there's fucking bonefish everywhere and you catch bonefish and like eventually like because the fish are moving with the tide all of a sudden it's like slowing down and all of a sudden you're not really seeing that many fish and about that time you hear the fucking (laughs) airboat start up and he does this big circle picking everybody up once everybody's back in You run 20 minutes till you're starting to see more bonefish, and you're basically just following the fucking tide, Tide, right? On the way out. And shut down, everybody hops out, blah, blah, blah. Um, So, Chris and I went on that trip, and the air quote lodge is a condominium that sits on top of this cliff looking out to the east over that deep blue water. And Bebo has two out of the four of those units. Um, one has, like, you know, a, a bigger, like, dining room, so that that's where everybody eats. And then, it's, you know, the rest of it is uh, bedrooms upstairs. So every it was, like, two people per bedroom, you know, double occupancy. So when we got there, we got picked up at the airport, and we, like, drove through the town. And, like, I can still remember seeing, like, you know how when they would build these old buildings back in the day they would put like you know 1642 or mm-hmm. whatever like you know like mm-hmm. old da- like the dates on some of these buildings that were built out of like coquina rock were yeah. like a couple hundred years old mm-hmm. like it's this really old fucking town and as we're driving through we're like asking about stuff and he's like oh yeah, yeah. I, mean, I mean there's a couple bars down here but i uh, you know you really want to stay up at the condo you know i mean it's not that it's unsafe it's certainly safe but you're just better off staying up here at the at the house and you know we've got beer up there you know blah 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 so i think maybe the first night we stayed and hung out and it was just Mm -hmm. Like, you know, a little too quiet. So Chris and I resolved the next evening. We'd seen there was a couple of old bikes uh, leaning up on the front of the fucking condo. So after dinner, Chris and I got on the fucking bicycles and we rode the mile back to get into town. And the two poor bastards washing dishes came out. (laughs) And we ended up in the chicken bar. Chicken bar. (laughs) And it literally was known as the chicken bar in town because that's where you could get fried chicken. And sitting in the chicken bar, you could hear Creole, Spanish. Oh, yeah. And and, and it was all these mariners because there's a deep water port there. And they're playing dominoes. They're having a good time. We're drinking uh, Heineken was the, the beer down there that was most prevalent. And it was legit. Heineken from I've heard Holland. Yeah. I've heard it's like a lot different. Like it you is, go anywhere else. It is so yeah. good. It is so fucking good. So we actually closed the fucking bar and like wobbled our way back on the bicycles. <laughs> and the next morning Bebo was like, so you two had fun last night. And like, like, and nobody else even realized that we had drifted away and like done it. But Bebo knew that. We, and everybody's like, what do you mean? And we're like, yeah, we went to chicken bar. And everybody was like, you went into town? Oh, fucking yeah. Hey, hell yeah, we went into town. And it was just like, then it was like a fucking fight to get the bicycle the next night, yep. you know. But uh, we, well,
3: You know, it's even the same thing we've done on our family cruises and stuff. I don't stay in the little...
0: Oh, kind of wander off a little, little no, bit. You no, know, yeah, I you got to...
3: Get out there and like when we asked the, the buggy driver
0: mm-hmm. the fish fry. Yeah, hell yeah, fish like, fry.
3: It's like, what do you know about that, white boy? What?
4: <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, yep. here
3: we go. So it's, yeah, there's just so much more out there when you're you're willing to take that risk mm-hmm. and do it yourself.
0: Yeah, are are we hearing you still, Mark? I don't know. There we go. Yeah, I, yeah, I was yeah. hearing him. Okay. okay, all right. Um, I you know, I could talk and tell stories on oh, DIY yeah. shit
1: forever. I just uh, the accomplishment too is a lot cooler yeah for like sure one fish by yourself is definitely way cool like as cool as well, you know, 20 with
0: somebody that knows where they're all at it is there such a thing as like lodges and yeah i guess there is for like uh you know like for just out west colorado yeah. you know wyoming yeah. montana obviously there are or, you know or you're booking a guide or whatever but i mean ben sitting and i um You know, we met because we did a DIY trip. Uh, I was supposed to be doing it with Scott Wells, and Scott's kid got sick, ended up in the hospital with pneumonia. Mm. And to Ben's credit, you know, Ben was like, dude, take a deep breath. I know Scott's not going to be able to go, but you know what? Instead of going to Wyoming the way I was planning on going, I'll drive to the fucking Denver Airport and get you. You can ride with me. I'll get you back to the airport. And, I mean, the first night, you know, after he picked me up, we drove and drove and drove. And, like, we drove through the fucking night and got to where we were supposed to meet some guys for our first float of the trip. And we literally got in the back of his fucking Subaru and slept at the boat ramp in the back of the fucking Subaru, you know? Mm -hmm. And, I mean, it's just like... The stories and the experiences you'll get DIY are so much better than oh, yeah. anything. Because if, if a problem pops up, um, Chris and I were in Mayaguana And to this day, it cracks me up because I feel like I was watching um, a, a cartoon when it happened. Um, we... The roads in the Bahamas, especially the really far out family islands, are horrid. They're mm-hmm. I mean just terrible roads. And we were in a rented fucking pickup truck and we had fished the flat the furthest from the fucking lodge that you could get <laughs> on the island. And as we're coming back out, both of us like kinda like Chris was driving, I was I was in the passenger side, and we kind of both like looked at each other at the same time and said, Do you smell gas? <laughs> and we're like oh, fuck dude i smell gas like raw gasoline and i was like what does the fucking fuel gauge say because that that was like the big deal is like don't run out of fucking gas what? like you know because there's nobody coming there any AAA a there mm-hmm. and chris is like oh it's it's you know i it's fine i think and i'm like keep your eye on the fight. like it's something's wrong and it was like a wily e. coyote fucking cartoon Chris looks up in the fucking rear view mirror and he goes, dude, I'm not sure if this is really what I'm thinking I'm seeing, but look out the back. I swear to God, there's a trail of gasoline on the road behind us. And I like turn around and look, and there's like a wet line coming out of the back of the fucking truck, like disappearing all, you know, down the road. So I'm like, all right, stop. Let's see what the fuck's going on. We stop. And, the gas line coming out of the gas tank comes up and there's like almost like a quick connect that Mm -hmm. has like a retainer clip that retainer clip because the road was so fucking bad had busted loose and i had to climb underneath there and reach up and get that back together and get the retaining clip on there to stop the gas leak and we're like all right what do you think do we go back to the fucking hotel and get a different car or do you think we're good Back down, both of us looking at each other mm-hmm. from across the the truck, looking up under it. It's not dripping. No, no, it's not dripping. Fuck it, let's fish. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, but it's like, you. Know, you don't get that. You fix shit. <laughs> you know, it's like it's yeah. just, uh, dude. It's a whole nother level of like fucking experience. Oh, it is. And that first fish feels a lot better. Yeah, and you got a little gas on
3: your hands. That's right.
1: <laughs> So that line comes to your finger smoother. Oh, yeah. You got a little gas on there.
0: So, uh, I think we've probably, uh, expressed the, uh, same sentiment as the, whoever mm-hmm. made that comment. Why is DIY always the best? Cause. Fuck. Because it is. Hmm.
2: What else we got, Ben? Um,. This one says, I like the Vice Grip Garage reference to cold snacks. I wouldn't mind hearing a Lagoon update. Mm. Mm.
3: Still sucks.
2: Still yeah. sucks. <laughs> Tell your friends.
0: friends.
3: Sorry.
2: Wish we had better <laughs> news. Um, what trips have you all got planned for the coming years? Oh, that years? was one, yeah. Who's leaving Florida for a few days in search of smallmouth, trout, muskie, and more? S- mm.
3: So why don't we take a break let's Into take a break one. okay when
1: we come so back let's Remember do back? as a personal reminder um note to self <laughs> personal point of privilege right personal point of privilege um trips and events okay oh yeah for the year you know okay. or for what we know so far yeah, so for
0: sure yeah cool all right well we will be right back <laughs> And I think the last topic was, uh, who has plans for the year? Um, specifically it was, you know, like a fishing trip. So we're going to cover what we have planned for travel to fish as well as take the opportunity to talk about upcoming Taylor trash events. So uh, let's start with the fun stuff. Ben, got any plans?
1: Nope.
0: No.
2: Um, Carolina trips, end of the year or beginning of next year? Beginning of next. Now, d- oh, okay, nothing firm. Okay. Hoping to, um, as Woody gets settled with his new baby, mm-hmm. probably book a hotel up there. Okay. Go fish with Woody. I'd like to... That bass trip floating the packlet was really fun, really different. The Pacola. The Pacolay, the Pasole River outfitters, um on the Cabriolet River. Mm-hmm. And it um I've kind of been daydreaming about that one again. Okay. The water was high last time, I'd like to do it proper. Okay. Um, what's the
1: um, South Carolina situation this year?
0: Um I know that it's like third weekend of October. Mm -hmm. Um, They already announced the tournament, and I think it's actually sold out. But they are, I believe, having a Taylor's ball again this year. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. The last I had heard, they're still pretty – COVID um fearful fearful up them parts. So there's like a lot of masking, a lot of social distancing. So could be wrong. Could just be what I'm hearing. But uh I do want to go to uh Charleston but yeah. I just don't want to go and have to put up with all the nonsense. No. So hopefully as more people um you know relax regulations and stuff um that'll become a possibility because it's definitely on my short list to head i up mean there. it's it'll it's a whole nother
1: half a year away I
0: mean, yeah oh i'm talking sometime. about before then oh, uh, oh yeah just for I, i'm fun. just saying yeah, yeah. yeah just to get up there yeah uh, you know whether uh you know it's um, to get a home team fix or mm-hmm. or lewis mm-hmm. fix or you know shrimp salad sandwich the out limo, at the yeah. outpost You know, I just would like to get up there and and fish a flood tide. Mm -hmm. Um, the, uh, other trips, Ben, anything, Uh, any dreaming of, of anything else?
2: I'm still, I'm still in a Bahamas mode. Okay. That's kind of, it's not a bad mode to be in. You and I kind of touched on it briefly, maybe a month and a half ago. I brought it up. um, once you get done with some things you've got going on. Yeah. Maybe planning something. I would love to do that. Um, I would love to go, you know, like,
0: when you say Bahamas, to me, Bahamas just means I want to go bone fishing.
4: Yeah, um, that's that's And, cool. you know, w-
0: whether it's, you know, run down to the Keys and go bone fishing, um, you know, I would do that tomorrow if you wanted to go.
2: Okay. Um, I mean, I think okay, mom's it's a mom's going to be it. pissed, but I'm down. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry Mom. <laughs> Hope you have a good Mother's Day. Carl, what about you? Um I
1: haven't really poked my head up for long enough to uh to come up Didn't with anything too dumb. Yeah. yeah. But uh I would like to do the Dustin Welch uh oh, peacock yeah. thing. Uh-huh. You know, get back down there. I I remember a few places um but He's he sounds like it's got it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A show up and catch fish situation.
0: So that might be a neat it's, one. It's fun doing that with him because it's a run and gun mm-hmm. kind of deal. And, you know, he tells you right up front, we're gonna make a few casts, either they're here or they're not. If they're not, we're yeah. moving. Mm-hmm. You know, get to the next spot. Hey, it's on or it's not, we're moving. Um and, and I kinda like the pace of how he likes to fish those. You don't get bored. No.
2: no. Um if you really want to go, I have to go down and Meet Mister Welch for a couple things here in a week or two. Oh, cool! And if you want to go, yeah. The uh, so that yeah that's one.
1: Um, naturally, just kind of weekending is, uh, is something that I want to
3: get back into.
1: Yeah, a little bit more. <laughs>
3: I mean, I'd like to
0: see Carl take a trip to JB's. Right? Yeah, yeah. Well, Maybe I all mean, the way. We don't even have to the leave
2: the city right here or the, the county. <laughs> <Just to cook.
0: laughs> all the way on
1: the other side of the lagoon.
2: bring tums
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice dig <laughs> no you know if if we could bring. get carl to come to to one of our sandbar meetups mm-hmm. and not give us the irish goodbye it <laughs> would be fucking stellar yeah. so Peace uh out. Mm-hmm. the um i think you know the funniest was uh that was Bree's comment because, like, you know, we're all at JB's, Carl's there, and <laughs> like, we're all getting in our skiffs. We're getting ready to go over. We're, you know, Mark just took delivery of his skiff, yeah. and we're about to go hang out on the sandbar. Everybody's stoked. And like, I see Carl, like, kind of just like hoofing it, headed eastbound through the <laughs> parking lot. And I'm like, what's going on with Carl? And I don't know whether it was once we made it to the sandbar. <laughs> Or or as we were getting in skiffs, everybody's like, w- "Is who's Carl riding with? And then somebody's like, uh, I don't think Carl's going. And Bree like, kind of leans and looks, and it's like the last glimpse of Carl disappearing. <laughs> She's like, I think he just gave us the Irish goodbye. <laughs>
2: I was like, oh, shit. We get to the Zambar, and Blake's like, no, 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 he's just going to run to CVS. He's going to be back. The yeah. Wilds goes. I'll put money on it He'll come back he's, he's
3: going to c v s to get smokes mm-hmm. they, they don't sell them anymore
0: Get your story straight mm-hmm. You're going to seven <laughs> yeah. eleven by twenty seventh um, the the idea of traveling um now that you know, a lot of the regulations are kind of chilling out
1: a little bit. It's getting, like, more exciting. Yeah. Like, I, I do want to get, like, the all clear. Mm-hmm. Like, just mm-hmm. go do whatever you want kind of thing. Not, like... Because it is pretty wild that, like, how we do it in Florida. Uh-huh. Not everybody's like this. No. Right. No. Yeah, us, yeah exactly. Us in,
3: us in Texas. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. 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 It's And it's pretty easy to, like, forget. Because, I mean, I'll still, there's... Business is still there. Like, hey, you mind? I mean, make America
0: Florida again.
1: One hundred (laughs) percent.
0: So, you know my my wish list um, for twenty twenty one is, and I've been uh, I feel like a fucking broken record because I've said it so many (laughs) times. Uh, I'm just trying to get home to Tennessee, man. Mm -hmm. Just trying to get home to Tennessee. might Ho- be a hay truck headed that way. Hopefully. <laughs> on uh, a ride. Like, hey, there's a hay seed, Get on this
2: truck. The Tennessee one's rough because I feel like each weekend when I show up to your house on Friday, I'm like, I bet I could push the right button. And then I could be like, next weekend, we're like driving up somewhere flying. Mm-hmm. But um, your schedule's been crazy enough. Well,
0: that's, the, I mean, you know, I'd go tomorrow if I, mm-hmm. but unfortunately I, I have a schedule that I have to keep. And, uh. You know, the last time I was talking to one of the doctors, they were like, you know, so how you, how you feeling? How you hanging in there? How are things going? And I was like, everything's fucking peachy keen. I said, but I'm just fucking appointmented out. Yeah. Like, you know, every fucking time I think I get to one of your all's finish lines and I do, you already have something else for me to fucking do. And I understand what, you know, the gravity of the situation and the treatments necessary and, you know, all that. But I just need a fucking break. Mm -hmm. You know, like every time I'm like, I I set my eyes on the target. I'm like, cool, this is my last chemo treatment. When I'm done with that, I'll be able to go to Tennessee for a week or so. And then, ding, I look at my portal app and it's like, Oh, you have an appointment for this, you have an appointment for that and you know, at the end of the day they're important. Um yeah. but I actually got confirmation from them. They're like, "Okay, we get it. You know, let's get through this next phase and you'll have like probably a month to go fuck off if you want to." So, that's my plan is um, middle of June, go up, and that'll be a great time. Um weather will be beautiful. Uh, should be able to bum a few rides and some drift boats, um, get up there, fish a little bit, play catch up with, uh, you know, haven't been gone for a year. So probably going to run the tractor in the bush hog a bunch. Um, got to run some fence, going to try to get some cattle on uh, part of the property to alleviate the need for the bush hog, um, on the, on Nature's the, on the normal. regular. That's mm-hmm. right. Um, so Outside of that, doing a little Charleston action, Um, I am going to be um, in Jacksonville for the better part of the next month, uh, Monday to Friday. Um, So I will be, sadly, not fishing a flood tide while I'm up there. I've already looked at the tide chart. Uh, Not much going on. Not Mm. much going on. However, there are a couple of flood tides, but they're at midnight you know one of those deals um so i'll just do the uh low tide you know creek stuff um should still be just as much fun uh i've got a little vrbo lined up airbnb i think it is um i'll be able to take the skiff and uh so if you see uh see me out there um, and it looks like I'm lost. I probably am, mm-hmm. so uh, just flag me down and point
2: me the right direction. The uh, for Mark and Carl, at some point you got to get Shannon to show you photos of this Airbnb. It's like Crazy. Taylor Park 2.0, and really? it kicks <laughs> <Yeah>. ass. <laughs> it really is north. It is Taylor Park North. Yep, yeah.
1: Duval Taylor Park. <laughs> Duval. Like, dude, unreal. Um, the other one is like West Coast stuff. Um, I've been thinking a lot about that just kind of maybe going to some old haunts and see if they were like as good as i thought they were or still good mm-hmm. or just like really busy now maybe i don't know
0: well if we can use that kind of as a segue mm-hmm. um you know outside of answering questions like we've been doing uh i did get the opportunity to spend uh, a few days down in the southwest corner of the state oh that's right. and, uh, Snooker on the beach. Um, I drove down, I think, on a Thursday Mm -hmm. and uh, got down there, you know, a couple hours before sunset. And uh, my buddy Rick and his dad flew in. And when they rolled into town, uh, one of the first things we did was uh, walked over to the beach. And unfortunately, it was not ideal conditions. Had a west wind. So, you know, a little shore pound. Um, but we went ahead and, and walked the beach and actually saw some good boils and like bait, like showering and stuff. And, uh, Rick saw a big boil, made a cast and, uh, went tight and landed, uh, probably about a 22, 23 inch snook, um, inside of an hour of stepping off the airplane. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was cool. And then, uh, we were really hopeful the whole reason behind the trip was we were hoping that uh we could get down there and get some early season tarpon early season for the you know for the mm-hmm. Naples Marco area um so we fished out of Everglades City Chaklowski uh for a day and uh didn't really see what we were looking for caught a bunch of you know small snook beating the mangroves and Day two, we were kind of like, all right, maybe let's mix it up a little bit. The water was dirty down that way, so we went up and fished all around Sanibel. Mm-hmm. Um, so good. Yeah, well, by that point, unfortunately, it was like fucking Memorial Day weekend, man. There was a oh. million and one boats on the water. That's like the
1: last couple of days here. Yeah. When the weather got nice, mm-hmm. it's like... <sighs> This morning was unbelievable. Just the, the amount of people with trailers and boats or just
0: the amount of people out of the house. Uh-huh. It's like, holy shit, here we are again. Yeah. So we, we did that for the day. And then uh, the final day uh, that we fished, Sunday, we went out of uh, Marco and fished, headed south, uh, like past Goodland. Uh, explored a couple of places there, and it was kind of cool. Um, you know, sometimes you have to you have to measure trips and the success of a trip on not the number of fish you catch or the big fish that you catch. It's more of like you're putting the pieces of the puzzle together. Mm-hmm. And uh, we we kind of felt like by the end of that third day, especially for. Three or four of the the bays that we kind of focused on and have, have fished a couple of times in the past on trips down there, we kind of feel like if we're picking a lock, we got one more tumbler to go. Yeah. Um, you know, like we, the the lock's starting to come unlocked, but it's not quite there. Um, you know, we we felt like you know we were starting to figure out exactly what the tide was doing to the point that we were like, okay, we need to make a move. Where are we going to go? And we like looked and we said, because of a, B and C, this is where we should go. We made the run and Holy shit. It was what we were expecting. The fish were there. Um, We fished that area. And then we said, you know what, if we leave now and head back to where we launched this area should now be good for us mm. went there bam it was so kind of kind of getting to the point where we f- were feeling better about that area right um and i mean both of us combined have only fished it you know less than you know fingers on one hand mm-hmm. so uh that was kind of cool um so if you do like, i really do want to go do more beach snook fishing so mm-hmm. if there's ever a day where you want somebody to ride shotgun over there with you split yeah. gas i'll go over there some of that um i haven't heard a whole heck of a lot
1: about uh like the cedar key area i mean lately right it's been a long 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 and, and we've had some days there that are just i mean just sound like lies i mean they're just it used to be awesome
3: it's all, it's all red tide still
1: is it blown out still in Cedar Key,
3: that's what FWC says. Huh.
1: Hmm. I get those updates, but it's usually like offshore. There's like they find like little pods of it, oh, Yeah. and right. it's you know it hasn't like hit a shoreline or whatever yet. So a lot of them, I'm just like oh, offshore right. again.
0: Um, <clears throat> I always think of Cedar Key because I've flown in there a good handful of times. Is mm-hmm. just being like no visibility, dirty water.
1: It's definitely yeah. It's wind. <clears throat> Okay, like real hard. I mean, it's got to be like wind perfect, or okay. it's, or it's just mud. Okay, it's just mud the rest of the time. You
2: yeah, know, bait the rest of the time. The uh, right. school we've done some testing at over in Pinellas County um, is right next to Gandy Bridge mm-hmm. and Weedon Island with the power plant. Yeah, uh huh, and. I was brainstorming real hard last time we went. I was like, dude, I mean, you can like see like really good skiff spots.
0: Oh, really? Fleeton like, Island school.
2: is like really good. There's like a yeah. cut that goes up the middle. It's pretty big. Mm-hmm.
1: It's. And it's, as far as like polling to shallow yeah. stuff, that's like one of the better areas, right. one the more
2: popular areas for sure. And I couldn't figure out where to like stash my skiff on this job site to go fishing. Cause it's like. It's surrounded by channels, so you can't like get out and wade where you want to fish. You gotta like, you'd have to swim, right? Um, Which is fine. Thought about it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's where. Doggy paddle I, across. I almost sank my Ginu. Weeden. Yeah, the I had a friend met at some conferences, and he was coming to do a speaking event for two days down here. And he was he messaged me because he was into fly fishing. He's like he's like sixty five. Like, hey you want to go fish I was like yeah this is what I got I sent him a picture I was like He's like, yeah that's fine well I had bought this two straight it was the first time when my Ginu quit that motor the first time Wilds brought the outlaw down um, this was the trip that led to me starting to have motor issues and <laughs> it like this thing ran like a top every time 20 30 trips out of my belt and this Ginu never a problem all of a sudden we get over there. It's supposed to be like three miles out of the east like or out of the west, so it's going to be protected. It's like on paper a banner day. starts blowing 25 out of the south, and there's five-foot like rollers and white caps, and I'm in this freaking flat-back canoe, and I'm pissed. And I'm like, like we're trying to pull a shoreline, and the way the guinu, it hey, can't even pull it straight. We're just getting blown around to the point like I'm actually on the – ocean side like the bay side of the skiff walking it so he can get shots at whatever fish he can see because i can't keep it pulling straight wow and finally i'm like charlie we gotta go man this isn't working he's like Shit's okay getting real. and my fucking motor won't start i can't get i'm cowlings off I'm pissed. Trying to figure out what is going on. It started just fine and got it's like here.
0: opening the hood. Yeah. I don't know what
2: I'm looking at, but I'm taking the fucking cowling off. There's like nothing. It. It, it's there's nothing. You do. All I'm doing is wrapping the flywheel, trying to pull this thing because the the pull cord broke. Oh, so I'm wrapping it, but then it won't spark. It won't. So the way the tide is blowing, the and then like the whole time it's getting so bad, water is coming over the back of the cowling and dripping out. Oh my God this is bad (laughs) charlie's just calm cool and collected on the front of the Gino. so i walk as far as we can to the power plant and get out because it's drifting like this so by the time i get all the way like too close to the power plant i'm to the point where i can walk on this shoreline so we start walking it and i pull it one more time and it starts but as soon as you get try to get past idle it cuts out so I'm white knuckling this thing, riding the rollers the last, like, half mile mm-hmm. <laughs> to the boat, try to get to the boat ramp. Or where I've now got to go against the rollers. And I'm like, Charlie, man, this ain't going to work. Like, we can't get up to go around. He's like, dude, beach it on this beach and go, like, we'll just walk and go get your truck and we'll, like, pick the guinea mm-hmm. up and put it on the trailer. So that's what we did freaking beached it on the beach. And we got to the beach, and I was like, Dude, I'm sorry. This day went south. Like, this. I'm like, this guy's never going to fish with me like, again. Was on like Gandhi Beach? Like on the yeah. No, yeah, yeah straight yeah, up, straight yeah. up the Riviera there. Yeah, yeah, and it's beautiful, lovely <laughs> God's country. Really, we were like an eighth of a mile south of the boat ramp because we couldn't could not go against the wind and waves. And I'm like, you're never going to fish with me. He's like, no, 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 we will. And to this day, we've never fished together again. But he also lives in like Texas, but. He and I about killed him picking that Gino up and putting it back on the trailer. <laughs> the uh,
0: the idea of not, like, you know, it's just so snotty or whatever that you can't run into it. Um, I used to have an old aluminum V-hull uh, mm-hmm. john boat. And we took a trip every year with a group of friends down to Marathon and stayed at uh key colony beach and it was mainly to go offshore and uh troll for dolphin and we always did it in may i don't know we we were just fucking dumb motherfuckers i suppose because <laughs> just kept going back in we may. kept going back and back every fucking may and always would be like well it's blowing too hard to be able to go offshore i guess you know what are we gonna do so one year i was like you know what fuck it i'm gonna bring my 10 horse kicker and fucking you know um v-hull battle wagon and uh there's like areas out back of uh key colony beach that looked like bone fishy and you know stuff so we did and sure enough it was blown the fuck out and uh we were able to like Maneuver our way through all the canals, and then there's, like, these little low bridges we were still able to get under. And we were able to fish in the backcountry, no problem. Um, So, like, the center console boat that, you know, it was useless the whole week. Mm -hmm. And my boat ended up being, like, the boat. boat. But um, going back uh, to put the boat on the trailer to come home, uh, I had to go through Vaca Cut and go around where the old uh, Quay used to be. And the tide was running from the bayside to oceanside the morning that I had to go back. <laughs> <laughs> and that it's it's a Johnson, it's like a 1956 Johnson 10 horse. Yeah. You've seen it. Yeah. That's the one. And uh <laughs> wide ass open. Screaming. WTF. I was making like <laughs> yeah. I was making like one knot into the fucking yeah. tide yeah. like like, <laughs> like everybody's like At the boat ramp Waiting on me They're like We thought maybe You broke down I was like No I was hauling ass Just <laughs> hauling ass At one mile an hour Into yeah. that Cause man Vodka cut Moves some water It's the SOG You gotta <laughs> worry about <laughs> this. Right over speed <laughs> Right <laughs> So mm. Marcus yes. You've got some trips planned You got Mantanas
1: Or anything like that You got out Wester's
3: I do. End of this month, Montana, Smith River float. Excuse you, Ben.
2: <laughs> that <laughs> sounded like a Smith River flowing through the mm-hmm. podcast.
3: And then middle of June, go back out with the family and do a family family trip out there. And then it's just going to be take an old girl all around the state, mm-hmm. new places.
0: Well, why don't you things. why don't you talk a little bit about oh, yeah, that's a, a old yeah. girl cuz mm-hmm. nobody's heard the news like officially. Oh
3: no,
0: mm-hmm.
3: yeah. Mhm. Dang, I feel bougie.
0: But, well, I was just going to
3: say <laughs> Mark's
1: officially the fanciest. <laughs> yeah. fanciest boy at the table tonight.
3: <laughs> so I got a nomad. Mhm. She's a beaut.
0: So my question is, like, is there a contract or anything that you have to sign with Drake Boatworks as far as, like, reducing the length of your inseam on your shorts so that you're, like, South Carolina compliant?
4: Uh, Yeah. Like bright
0: pink. Yeah. (laughs) You got to wear loafers Mm -hmm. with uh, embroidery Uh, on the toes. mm
1: -hmm. Salmon colored tops. Anything Uh, like that.
3: I forget the real name of it. Seersucker? Oh, yeah. Seer, Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, so you've got a Nomad 2.0. 2.0. Um, color?
3: Custom. Sage brush green. Nice. Which is kind of chameleon.
0: It is. Mm-hmm.
3: Kind of weird. Sometimes it'll be Matterhorn white.
1: It's white, <laughs> tan, or green. Right. Depending mean, on which I mean, time you I mean, glance exactly.
3: at Um Yeah, I don't know how to talk about it. It was my dream boat.
0: There you go. That's all you needed to say. Mm-hmm.
3: And it's just opening up so many more possibilities for myself and the family. And
0: I had the pleasure and the honor to fish on it uh, last week. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually probably fished one-third of the time that we were on the water um, and just really enjoyed running around Mm -hmm. and kind of giving Mark
4: lay of the land
0: of, uh, you know, and and we figured out how to lay breadcrumbs on uh, the chart plotter so that, you know, it wasn't all in vain. So, Mm
4: -hmm.
3: they're gone.
0: (laughs) nuh
1: It was like a Hansel and Gretel type. Yeah. It was like Gretel yeah. all the stacks. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> right. yeah.
3: So, I mean, we laid.
0: We I ran a bunch, running. yeah.
3: And so all the past times this week that I've been out, it's still the same tracking and everything. Uh-huh. But I don't know how to recall it. It doesn't stay. Oh, really? There. Yeah. I yeah. think
0: if you go back, there's like a daily log, and you could bring up that day. I'm Am just I... scared to touch it. Yeah. <laughs> Damn technology. <laughs> uh-huh.
3: So, uh
1: there ain't no twisty handle on it, you know, so you got real buttons and electronics. No, no. and
3: You know, first taking delivery of it, you know, he showed mm-hmm. me where the throttle was, and I kind of started mm-hmm. to twist it. Right, yeah. Like, oh, no, up and down. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, okay. I'm not sure what you do with this wheel, but where's the tiller at? The <laughs> Abandoned
3: snap, Which, baby. right? <laughs> yeah. If you're making that switch to mm-hmm. from tiller to steering, mm-hmm. it's a whole other ball game.
2: That wheel's mm-hmm. got to turn quite a bit more. Oh than yeah, that. Mm-hmm. pivot.
3: Yep. I've it's, learned that real quick.
2: I think you've
1: definitely like nailed it, comfort wise. So it's not like we can hear feel good about getting like a big 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 cushy like flats boat because mm-hmm. it's shallow enough to where you want something you know polling and, mm-hmm. you know shallow water but i think that's the very highest end of shallow and comfy your other boat was no she you know gangster. there's no like, it was I mean, gangster I, it, I was, it did her. the shallow part but it didn't do the comfy part
3: very no good. Yeah. not in the no mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: All right, let's uh, focus back on some of the questions. Um, somebody here says they could be a terrible fan, but they don't ever remember hearing how the four of us got together to make this podcast. Mm-hmm. Prison. Uh, <laughs> um, so they would like to get the backstory of how we all met yeah. and they thought that would be interesting. Um, so I guess the best way to do that is just talk about the podcast history mm-hmm. itself. Um, so Taylor trash, fly fishing, um, and a long ago uh what four years 5 years ago now yeah uh, um, originally started off uh being recorded here around the old oak table uh as fly fishing after dark um through the course of that iteration of the podcast um ben uh was a listener of the podcast mm-hmm. and Ben um had sent beer at least one time. So you guys met up, I think. Well yeah, and then, then yeah. Ben brought uh some Louisiana rum mm. um and he had sent a message that he had the rum that he wanted to you know get it to us and I said, Hey, I can meet you at uh the Stuckies on 95 since you're yeah. going to be passing by on 95 make it easier and so that's how ben and i first met um and i think i don't know whether it was during that discussion uh or at some point i would learned that you worked for a to sell mm-hmm. and a to Cell. for anybody that you know doesn't remember back to the fly fishing after dark days ben was working for a company that did simulators for air traffic control towers so as a pilot i was very it piqued my interest so i talked to ben about you know what that entailed i think i even stopped by the a to sell shop kind of showed me around or whatever so that's how ben and i met um and then ultimately did we invite you to come over i think we did um during uh not after not after dark days okay so um, then, uh, this is great. Refresh my recollection. How in the hell did you end up here? What are you doing in my fucking house? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah,
2: started with when I worked for A to Cell, I traveled a lot. Mm-hmm. Just quick backstory. So I was driving a metric shit ton and literally just gotten into fly fishing like a year before and was like new to the podcast. And he said, oh, I wonder if there's fly fishing podcasts. Googled it. Boom. Fly fishing after dark. And I was like, holy cow, these people are like right up the road from me started listening and of course i'm backlogged and it's send in a beer so every stop i made i was grabbing these crazy (laughs) beers and someone had talked about like a double ipa they liked so i just started sending ipas and then two weeks after i send it Listen to it. I'm getting to another episode. It's like, and I hear, Larry, for the love of God, please quit sending IPAs. We can't stand them. We need some lagers and some pills. I was like, oh, Mm -hmm. shit. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. fast forward, driving through Baton Rouge, rum distillery, and I was, like, literally home for a week and going back out. So that's when I was like, heads up. Here's where I'm at. Here's my schedule. I can't ship this because of glass, blah, blah, blah. Get there. And then... Kinda of chit chatting, went to Taylor's ball, kinda of met everybody other than you, like in person. Was it was it Taylor's ball or was it Bowhog Bash? Taylor's ball. I up there I, I up missed there. the Bowhog Bash by the time I found out about it like the day after it happened was when I got to the episodes. Y'all were yeah, talking yeah. about it. I was so ticked. But the uh Yeah, that's
3: where I met everybody. Yeah. Was at the Bowhog Bash.
2: Okay. Pretty much, and
3: got pretty much same. Invited back here, and I was like, "Holy crap! What did I get myself?" Right, dude. Wild.
0: So, so here, here's here's funny. Leaning into the spin as well. So, so some, yeah. sometimes <laughs> like going to a trailer park, we're not all on the same sheet of music, um, even to this day with 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 this podcast. So, prior to the Balhog Bash, um, being that it's my house where festivities could ultimately end up, we had all talked about, you know, all right, there's certain people that listen to the show that we know. (laughs) So quietly let them know we're going to after party at the house and then they can come over. And so that was like the agreed upon plan by the time the bow hog bash was over, it was like, I believe my lovely bride who was like, everybody come over to the house. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yes. And I was like, I get back and all of a sudden there's like lots of strangers showing up. And like, (laughs) I, I am not the most social person. Uh, if I don't know you, um, so just note um, in, in the future, if you happen to bump into me in a social situation, I'm not being a dick. I'm just probably more introverted than you might expect um, in the social s- scene until I get to know you a little bit. And I'm definitely not the type of person that, it, that uh, goes and fishes for the first time with somebody that I don't know. Um, I don't hang out with people I don't know. So it's like, you know, I like a little like pinch on the ass, a kiss on the cheek before I give up the goods. Mm -hmm. So dinner and a movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it was, it was kind of funny. Like all of a sudden it went from, Hey, we're going to have a few people over, keep it on the down low to what the fuck is going on. Mm Oh yeah. Um, and (laughs) You know, I'm pretty sure I was pretty tuned up because I don't really remember the Bowhawk Bash <laughs> that much, um, but so that's um, that's funny that you, you know, so I know Carl was at the hog Bash. Yeah, I went to the Bowhawk Bash. Carl cleaned up pretty good on the... Uh, I kept winning. You kept winning oh, yeah. stuff. Like over and over, just put them back. And I, <laughs> I think the funniest thing I remember about meeting you at the hog Bash was um, your... Um, Girlfriend at the time, mm-hmm. you introduced everyone to her. Wrong names? No, oh. you said she was your Uber driver. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, like, mm-hmm. I really thought you had an Uber driver that was just so like going to hang out and wait. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah. That was like, okay, right. you know, I'm all the way down here in Oak Hill. I guess I'll just stay until you're whatever this <laughs> yeah, yeah, is that yeah. you're doing is <laughs> it like over. it's
3: time, I'll clock out. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's funny. I like that. One. So, Marcus, you came after the hog Bash, yeah? Because I don't, I don't remember that whatsoever. Yeah. I, I wasn't, my, my I wasn't, a, came up to I, wasn't real... dig, I wasn't a dick. I wasn't to you, was no, I? Okay.
3: No, no. Real quietly. Okay. Was like, come over to the house, you know. Uh huh. Mm. All right. I don't normally come outside of my shell too much, right? And I'm trying to learn to come out of my shell. My chrysalis. <laughs> and, uh, good God. <laughs> it's pretty good. I don't know if it's good or bad. Because we all know I don't remember much. I remember this.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> and, good God, it was wild, out of control.
1: Because it was so, it was a there daytime was, event. Yeah, for, for oh, those yeah. that didn't go, like yeah, right was, from like noon or two or something. No,
3: it was late afternoon. Yeah,
1: and early then early evening. Yeah, it was like it was well. I think after dark or something when we got here. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, for and sure. So
2: you
3: know, I I come in and they're like, oh no, go up to the clubhouse and we'll pick you up. And oh right, because we didn't have enough parking. Yeah, because
0: yeah, yeah. all of a sudden it yeah. was like fucking So
3: you. <laughs> people are. You know, piling in cars, and there's a few of us standing by.
0: Did we all end up on the dock? Was the North Dock still in operation? No, no. no. Everybody stayed here at the house. Mm-hmm. And yeah. next I love that I, I'm I'm trying to find <laughs> out what happened at <laughs> my house right. at my party. You're for
2: right. me, who oh. is like the only one not at the Bal Hog Bash, this is like watching The Hangover <laughs> oh, mm-hmm.
3: for sure. So I'm standing there at the clubhouse. Got a few cold ones, and here comes this kid on a golf cart. He's like, you need a ride to the house?
0: <laughs> that was mm-hmm. Wyatt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he could have been 11 or 12. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, hey, hey. <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: All right, cool. You know, it's right. It's a golf cart. I can jump off if right. shit gets real. Middle
1: schooler. <laughs> Elementary school on a golf cart. Right. <laughs> Let's roll. Let me, let me grab my beer.
3: <laughs> They're trying to get this whole thing set up. There's a whole bunch of fucking in the kitchen. Was there? But the thing that stood out the most was the endo board. Oh my
0: scared. god! <laughs> oh my god!
3: So you know, I'm
0: <laughs> oh, holy shit. I don't. I think I didn't realize that recording. was the same night, but we were.
1: We were. And, we and were. Paul was here, right? And all that. When, no. Paul. Weren't they? pocket Mm
3: -mm.
1: no oh that was a different time yeah oh that was IFTD yeah you know
3: I'm sitting over there on the couch just you know watching the guys I listen to and this girl gets on the endo board and she shouldn't have Mm -hmm. and we all know manufactured home floors yes Mm -hmm fuck man it was
0: so awesome that would have been a good recording to have because it was probably while recording oh it was for sure i was i was sitting here you
3: just and
0: i i was watching it and (laughs) i remember because i was trying really hard to make eye contact with shannon and i was like like fucking (laughs) knock it off like get her the fuck off that this is not good and then it sounded like the fucking space shuttle coming oh, back to no. land, like the sonic boom Jesus. of her hitting the floor.
3: Boom!
0: And you could hear the breath leave her. Oh yeah! And like you could hear the complete hear the fucking loud fucking party went completely yeah. silent. Yeah. And so we were like, you we could hear the oh, holy come out. shit.
4: So I was like, well, Shoot! Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, that was. You know, so
1: funny. I
0: forgot that. I don't I live here. I
3: was so <laughs> I'm an adult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got to go.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> like,
3: this isn't good.
0: Well, <laughs> so that that was <laughs> after. Yikes. <Yeah>. And <laughs> the I
3: walked back up to the
0: clubhouse. And the the, the like, funniest <laughs> thing I remember, uh, secondary to her eating shit on the <laughs> endo board, was the fact that when we were at. Goodrich for the for the gig, I had talked them into doing uh like I think it was two dollar PBRs, mm-hmm. yeah. and they had that big, huge wheeled ice bin that had all the oh, PBRs yeah. in it, and they were selling them from the bar, and you had, you just had to go to the bartender, and they and then they had a girl that was at mm-hmm. the the bin, well the young lady that we're talking about uh who was dating somebody that was on the podcast at the time. She was just going and helping herself to the beers. Oh, mm-hmm. that's right. I, and you know. <laughs> the the staff at Goodrich was wise to it. So they would just kept they just kind of kept an eyeball on her mm-hmm. and every time she went over there and left with three or four, they just kind of like, yeah, we're keeping a little tab. And when they walked up to her they said, "Hey, you owe us $42 for the beer that you <laughs> drank tonight or took." And she was like, "Oh, I thought those were free." <laughs> and they're like uh (laughs) no and when the sheriff gets here you can explain that to him (laughs) and then somebody's mom had to fucking (laughs) shell out (laughs) cash (laughs) so there was already kind of a pall over the evening Mm -hmm. that we all knew that you know some people weren't happy with what was going on and then we had the endo board exhibition oh Mm -hmm. yeah it just got better and better the longer the night went on
3: and there were other antics that i Yep. I just remember telling myself I was like I like the podcast. I'll keep listening. <laughs>
4: mm-hmm.
0: It's time these, to
3: go. <laughs> these dudes are a little wild.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Carl, I believe, was a guest on the old show. I yeah. think I I did the I guested before the Bowhawk Bash, maybe. Yeah, I mean... Or right around that time. Right. Really yeah. close to there somewhere. Yeah, you came in and you did some skiff talk, talked mm-hmm, about, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, where you were working at the time. Uh-huh. Um, and then, uh, you know, once you'd been on the show as a guest, we kind of would have you come back and kind of kind of like Jameson's yeah, doing yeah. for us now. Yeah. And you were kind of like pinch hitting for us. When right. Somebody wasn't... In, gonna be here, we'd be like, hey Carl, you wanna come down and shoot the shit? And you'd be yeah. like, hell yeah. yeah. Um,
1: so yeah, a couple of two, three times with that and then
4: the,
1: I'm thinking there was a
2: there was a South Carolina in there.
4: That's where I went. met you.
2: Yeah. And the the funny thing about that was back before I had what's the common sense value of the dollar I was talking about redoing my Genu. Okay. And I had messaged Carl because of the podcast. I was like, hey, man, I want to put like <laughs> decks in it and a false floor. He's like, yeah, 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 we'll talk. And he it both got busy. So. Oh, he, you left. You went out of town. Yeah. You went on a trip. Yeah. yeah. And then I literally get back, turn around. I have one day I built decks out of like bunk bed slats. Um, I mean, on my in Gini. all fairness,
3: they did look good. They looked fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: And I had one day to trial run it, and then we literally hooked up the skiff and hoofed, hoofed it. Skiff's a big word. The flatback <laughs> canoe and hoofed, like, went to Charleston and fished it. And Carl, completely black people, drinking binge at Cooper River Brewery, comes up. He's like, hey, man you ever do anything with that key nail? Was, mm-hmm. was
0: that the the first year that we went up and were we, we actually recorded during the... You yeah. did record, uh-huh. yeah. Um, I know, did we record? We recorded twice up there. I can't remember. I know, remember. I
2: can't remember if it was the first or second time. Because
0: the second time we did it, there was a whole lot of fucked up tension going on. And it, ended up, I would, I think that was, I it. think it was that exactly it. was that yeah.
1: one, yeah. So, so Wilds had boats like yeah. up on the dock, yeah, Remember, yeah. like uh-huh. going
0: around. Because like, I, I, I know the first time we went and it was at Cooper River, holy sh- sh- knockered. <laughs> um, Dustin Pate was working there. Okay, um, I think he was one of the original uh, owners and. I think it's Cooper River RIP, right? they go out of business? No, no, no. Oh, they're no, there. no,
2: no. They're, they're around. Oh, um, I've got Cooper River in the fridge that someone so, brought out for me. So, so it, was,
0: it was funny because we got up there and we're doing the podcast. Paul and them are doing their thing. And we had Dustin come out and, like, we interviewed him yeah. about, you know, the brewery. And he was, like, giving us the down low. And he had... He, was like so. What is your all's favorite beer uh, from Cooper River? And I was like, well, we haven't we haven't tried enough, you know, to really have a favorite yet. So he got one of the server girls to start bringing flights of beer out. And as soon as we were like, you know, there was a blood orange one that that I loved. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I was, it's like something blood orange blonde, blood or orange yeah. blonde or whatever. And I was like, D- dude, this is my favorite. Next thing I know there's a fucking growler full of it next to me. And then like whoever else, like whatever they, they had a growler and a gray and like the growler just kept getting topped off. And I was drinking out of a fucking cup. So there was like, you know, the worst thing for me at a party, there's no metric is there's no measurement. (laughs) Like it's, it's like the never ending, the bottomless fucking beer. And I'm pretty sure that if, if, you know that podcast were to be able to be listened to. Unfortunately, you know, all the old podcasts got taken Dude. down, and we don't have any way to get them back. I would bet that it sounds like we're speaking in tongues by the end Dude, of that because it's it
2: was I want to say good. it was one of your Decalling three or drunk. three and a half hour episodes because you had this core group of people that like. Friends that went up to Charleston, and you just kept rotating.
0: Yeah, he was interviewing. In. Yeah, and, and we had Will.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It was it was so much fun, and it was it was a freaking good episode, man. Mm-hmm. It's it's one of my favorites. Um,
0: you know, uh, just so that that's, uh, you know, that's certainly how Carl got on. Mm-hmm. Mark, uh, I know. So anyway, the wheels come off of uh, fly fishing after dark. Yeah. Um, Still to this day there's a lot of head scratching. Uh, nobody can put their finger exactly on why that happened. Um but uh maybe creative differences. Yeah. I think that's what the like bands call it when they break <laughs> up. Right. <laughs> so we kind of like sat back for a month and a half, maybe two months, going, Okay, did they really take their ball and go home? Are they coming back? Yeah. What's going and on? And when we I... realized that it was like definitely over, over I started putting out feelers to get new equipment. So was it
1: at that time,
0: and this is kind of just a detail, I think
1: after that trip, we came back and did an episode uh-huh. that, I, that I was here for. Yep. I don't know if the full cast was here. I think it might have been like us or Ben I would, no, I wasn't. Until there was another weird like mix-up. One like the very end of Mm-mm. fly I fishing after dark was like a weird mix.
0: Yeah, well, there was there was at least one episode. I've made the mistake twice. Um, you know, because th- this is my place, right? Um, one of the times when it was still the old podcast, I was in Tennessee on vacation, and I get the phone call: "Hey, we're going to record a show while you're gone." you know is it cool I'm like yeah just don't fucking burn the house down be mm-hmm. respectful and they did a podcast um, somebody from down in Melbourne came up and sat in Halsey no no Josh yeah and I think you know it and it it, it, <laughs> it was, was no thin brown line is what it, you're saying it, it, no but it, it, it was uh, it, it, it was just as quality right and and so Eyebrow. That that Eyebrow. was that was like kind of one of those, uh, eh, you know, uh, but I don't know if that was really that close to the end of everything. Um long story short, you know, the wheels came off. Uh there was a break when we realized it wasn't going to come back together. Um I started trying to figure out, you know, how to get a, a board and what mm-hmm. what I would need to, you know, record it because i had always been on the podcast but i didn't know the technical side of it right that was always it was almost like kept from everybody so that there was a modicum of control by certain people yeah um so i go out spend you know seven hundred thousand bucks something like that to get the (laughs) microphones and the the equipment and whatnot ted ted did us a solid and got us the big board um through his work does like a surplus sale and uh Andrew and I mm-hmm. I was like all right buddy let's let's see if we can keep the magic going so Andrew and I did episode 0 which yep. was us and just it, really trying to make sure that we knew that the equipment was going to work and Andrew was in school here for
1: you know yeah. whatever a yeah. long time right. and he was he sat in and was around for the old oh, show yeah yeah he yeah, was yeah, part yeah, of the yeah, old yeah. show yeah.
0: um so I know because you had been on the show and had been pinch hitting. I mm-hmm. reached out to you and said, Hey, we're going to do this show and get you to come. Um, Andrew was like, Hey, we let's have out. Mark come yeah. up. Mm-hmm. And so we had Mark come up. And, you know, Taylor Trash Fly Fishing, uh, early days, if you go back and listen to all those early mm-hmm. episodes where Mark's on there, Mark doesn't have a lot to say. No. No. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, but he, he grows into his his <laughs> <Yeah>. seat. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> when did we bring you into? You brought me at episode maybe seven point one oh Canada. Okay, o th- Canada. which I think so was, Ted would have been here. I think it was the first episode Ted sat in. Okay, uh, and I sat right there, and
3: that was after Andrew's art show.
2: Yeah, I was say that was what I was going to circle to. Mm. I yeah. think that's where I met you,
3: yeah,
2: and that's where I met Andrew for the first time, because Andrew... I didn't get to go to the art no, show you, for some you reason. No, you and yeah. Wyatt. It yeah. was when Shannon was out of town, and that's when you went in the airplane, and you had to put the parachute on.
0: Oh, yeah, we were in Jacksonville, because yeah, Shannon was, like, was
2: on a girl's weekend. And I'll t- it was so funny, because the whole reason you... I think you'd made a post... About it, or yeah. Some, I put something. it on Facebook. No, no, no. About Andrew's art show. Somehow oh, I found okay. out. Maybe just talking to you. Uh huh. And the whole funny thing about it was, Andrew is a fairly conservative individual, and everybody in this art class was fairly liberal. Oh, absolutely. So the whole like idea a lot of, like, was purple hair and like yeah. Oh. The whole idea was Andrew's like, he said it on an episode. If you want to come out there, so I'm not surrounded by communists, please come out. <laughs> and I was like. Hell or high water, I'm going to go support the, <laughs> support this guy. Right. And he kept saying, I can't believe you drove up here for this, like, photography show. I was it was, like, it was this, cool, though. It was, it was on cool. yeah. yeah. Canal Street, right? Yeah. yeah. It was on yeah. yeah. Canal.
0: Like, now, see, the, the weekend before or the week, two weeks prior, they had that, um, his graduation, basically, yeah. is mm-hmm. what it was they had it at the college and I went to the college, like with his parents and him to celebrate his graduation. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, and this
3: was like their final, yeah, that was project. like,
0: yeah, that was their final project where it was like, they, they basically opened it, yeah. their own
2: gallery. Yeah. Yeah. And it was there on canal street. I can't, I can't remember the name, but it was a short little like three or four word name, what they had named this gallery. And I remember him talking about the planning stages. He convinced him to get to and that's what we drank, oh, that's awesome, and we ended up going out the yellow yeah,
4: yellow
1: dog, yellow
2: dog you know? with jameson yeah um, and a few and some people. others, yeah, um, that's when I first met Jamison, I uh-huh. really liked him now,
0: remind me, um I've got the timeshare on the beach mm-hmm. and we all went to the timeshare was that? That was the, the old, old days, show, the think. old yeah. show. Okay, because we went to Flagler Tavern. Yeah, yeah. And stuff. yeah. Okay, and walked down remember. to the. Yeah, yeah. You went with us on yeah, that, yeah. didn't you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay.
3: Little bar crawl.
0: And yeah. the once we started the new, the new show, um, it wasn't too long until uh, IFTD was in town, right? And we we got a hotel and went down and. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> man that was that, that was, was fucking fun. blast yeah oh. holy shit i think you guys my, had done
3: scamming our way memory. into all the after parties oh, yeah. yeah my like greatest big memory f- of that was you and i walking in to some reception was it that brown bags of booze
1: oh was it that um video premiere shit my
4: my, think it, my think favorite memory from, from
0: IFTD was. is Carl, like, fucking telling Meredith, like, giving her shit about the fucking <laughs> raccoon. Yeah. <laughs> and and poor power, Meredith yeah. didn't know if you were no. serious, whether you were just
1: oh, drunk man. or <laughs> taking pictures. <It> I was <laughs> going, IFTD power couple, 2007 oh, right whatever. Right. Yeah.
2: You had one of you and April Vokey, <laughs> <laughs> IFTD power, a podcast yeah. power yeah. couple. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. yeah, it was that. <laughs> Same night, yeah. we had to walk out the main. And we came through, yeah, the back we came door. through, yeah, we came think, through with some. I think you had
1: back. one with Tampa Fly Girl, I did, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, uh, there was, um, Mr. Crappy, Mr. Crappy was up front. There was, uh, it was like the film festival, yeah, uh, yeah, it was super the drink fancy, Film Awards, super fancy. And Mark and I had brown bags they were walking <laughs> in with, yeah, like what
0: the. Yeah. All right, so I, I think uh, that little stroll down memory lane. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, now folks uh, that didn't know kind of now know. Uh, and, and the truth of the matter is, we don't even quite fucking mm-hmm. know, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is what makes it even more fun. Um, <laughs> I know. Yet here, one yet we, here we are. hit on was from uh, somebody Matt, says, about okay,
3: skiff talk.
0: Oh, yeah. Power yeah. skiff
3: updates. Uh-huh. Conkfish bill. Mm-hmm. So, and what is Carl working on?
1: <laughs> oh, man. Taking over the world, really. Uh, <laughs> global
2: domination. In the in the skiff-topic realm, mm-hmm. and this is going to be harder, I don't want to dedicate a ton of time to it, mm-hmm. Yeah. but a listener messaged that he was moving to Gainesville mm-hmm. and wanted to buy a skiff. And his budget was in like twenty five to thirty k range, so of course first rip, outlaw. Mm-hmm. If we're gonna do it, do it right. And then he's like, "Well, I want something bigger." And the used market is, is there an eighteen foot? So there's gift for like thirty that you can I think mess with. More importantly, the
1: just the used just the market. Yeah, is crazy. Like.
5: Secretary? Scary crazy.
1: Yeah. And like, that's... it's, people are still buying oh, boats. Yeah. Like, they're absolutely going out of style. So, that drives. Prices up. Yeah, prices are high. The supply and demand. The supply for the new boats yeah, has slowed down quite a bit. Um, same thing as new cars. So, where there was a few weeks ago, everything kind of went thin on fiberglass and resins and so on and so forth. Some kind of microchip deal or whatever it is that you need yes. for for car for building for cars. Building
3: cars. It's the same yeah. stuff <laughs> really? that goes into
1: like outboards. So outboards wow. are oh, yeah. lean and trailers are you know eight weeks away and this kind of so the supply and demand in the new boats kind of drives the right used boat stuff. So it's like this sounds insane, but it, like if I were shopping and Larry and I touched on it the other day. I'd like to get rid of mine, do something else. But the problem is the market's either so thin or so expensive. Yeah, I'll get a lot for mine.
2: Yeah.
0: But
1: then I'll just go but pay a lot for somebody it. else's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's just exactly. a bad
0: time to be getting into the boat. Yeah, yeah. Right. And that was kind of my thought. So my advice to somebody like that who actually sounds more like an asshole than a than a real <laughs> fucking ass- buyer. Because as soon as you answered him he opened with the argumentative retort mm-hmm. of Well, you know, that's not what I want. Mm-hmm. I want the oh, well then go debate yourself, buddy.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: But if you really want advice, my advice would be put a smile on your face, pay some fucking beer and gas money, and go fish with your fucking bros until this shit passes and settles down mm-hmm. and you know what the benefit of that's gonna be? old wise one here at the end of the old oak table is going to tell you you'll have experience on a myriad of boats that your friends already own and you'll actually fucking know which boat you really do want yeah and it's not just i think i want and you go drop 30k on something only to find out it's really not what you want Mm -hmm. and you have to sell it And eat that eight grand in fucking depreciation, and now you're back to saving and pining and wanting. What you really should have done was research. Yeah. And And it's not. And it's not. And go write them. Don't just grab
2: something from paper unless it's a Drake. And I think you won't be wrong.
1: (laughs) But there's like, you know,
2: the internet, obviously, grain of salt. I mean, you can chew yourself in circles on the internet. Right.
0: Super huge. like. By grain of get salt, get on the I mean dance like floor. Boulder. Figure out yeah, whether you yeah. like fishing a particular boat. Get your buddy to let you run it a little bit, and Pull eventually it. you're going to like figure out. Man, this is the boat that I mm-hmm. want right here. And, and yeah. even
1: that boat, you know, keep an open mind. You don't need to buy a boat that's thirty thousand dollars. You nope. might find one that's thirty thousand dollars that you know that's at the top of your budget. There are boats out there that you might be able to afford three of that are just what you needed, mm-hmm. right? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So. Go on one of everything and check it out, and and go from there, and use the other twenty grand to store it and yeah, keep yeah. it uh, keep it running for the next few years. That's yeah, right. Yeah, I,
3: I still tell people they're like, oh well, you know why why'd you get rid of the salt marsh? Well, I need something bigger for the family. Family's growing. We want to do this. We want to do that. But a salt marsh was great.
1: If you were just a single gone, dude that didn't need to do any of that stuff, who would have known if you would have gotten anything else ever, really? Both no. Treated well, I, I probably really would well. have
3: moved up to the 16, mm-hmm. just for a little bit of extra room, a little a little more stability. Yeah. But...
1: Other than that, no, like, major failures or... No, it was you know,
3: boat and trailer. Yeah. Motor. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing fancy. Ready to go. Yeah. And they're, what, 12 ish yeah something depending on how fancy you get with
1: it so but yeah yeah, that's the i think that's that is the the cold hard truth of it is at the moment i mean shop around there's always like there's always still deals there's always somebody that like already ordered their new boat that really needs to get rid of their old one you know like it's getting delivered soon who knows right because
0: um so
1: what make up your mind first
0: would be yeah. Best, yeah, best case. So, um, th- this is kind of um, hard to read, um, mm-hmm. but I'm going to try to wade through it and maybe paraphrase. Um it says, how about you talk about the perfect or ideal fishing day in Oak Hill, the lagoon. Um, And he wants it from, like, when you oh, wake up yeah. in the morning and have pancakes, then ride to the meth lab for gas. Off off the lagoon, catch one crawling down the bank, celebrate with the brew of your choice. Uh, what's good boat food? Detail it out till you walk away from the bonfire with a buzz and crash. So basically, you want an like ideal day from start to finish in the lagoon. Um, yeah. You know, the ideal day in the lagoon for me would be uh, Marty pulls up out front in the Delorean, mm-hmm. and I go back 15 years. Going to say, yeah, uh, somebody, um, somebody with grass, and, <laughs> yeah. and there's actually an emerald green carpet of grass and gin clear water, and the hardest decision that I have to make all day is which of the hundred tails that I'm seeing is the closest. I'm going to pull for that one first. Beyond that uh, is trying to ease my frustration in tying on a fly that's just a little too light but not quite heavy enough to get down into the grass because even though I've literally hit that redfish in the head three times, it hasn't spooked or eaten. Um... Ten thirty, eleven o'clock in the morning. It's now approaching 95 degrees. The backside of my ball sack is soaking wet <laughs> to the point that it's uncomfortable. The plums. The fish
3: <laughs> we, we like to call that bubble gum balls.
0: Right. And, <laughs> and, and the fish plums. because the temperature has gotten so hot, have now disappeared under the grass, not to be seen any longer. Probably not till the evening. Um, so I pull off the flat, crank up the motor to run the air conditioner towards JB's where I pull into the dock, meet seven or eight more guys that were doing exactly the same thing the last, you know, three hours of the morning. And we order pitchers of beer, cold sandwiches, cold fries, and warm beer, Sit there till 3 o'clock in the afternoon, getting stupid fucking drunk. Um, We're about to go home. That's about the time that the thunderstorm kicks off. So we're stuck there. So what do you do? You get more warm beer. You drink it for a little bit longer. Around about 5.30, you're knee-crawling drunk. um, But you still have two hands. So I've got one to operate the tiller, one to close or cover one eye. And I, one, <laughs> one eye, get back to the dock, get loaded back up on the trailer, stumble back to the house. I might remember to eat. I might not. And I fall asleep on the couch. And that was a perfect day 15 years ago in the lagoon. I don't know that there are any perfect, ideal days left in the lagoon. Because um, right now they're spent... Cursing and seething over the fact that everywhere that I've gone, that historically has held plenty of fish, there's none there. Uh, I can't see the bottom. Um, there's manatee toads floating around, um, <laughs> or or corpses, or corpses.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, it's like a haunted graveyard. Stay, right.
0: stay upwind of those. Mm-hmm. Yes. Pro tip: because mm-hmm. um, the stench of manatee death is oh, something man. to reckon. Mm. Um, so that's that's that's
2: my story. Mm-hmm. So I don't know about you guys. What's your I, perfect lagoon day? I would say is like the newest lagoon fisher, dude. The perfect lagoon day is probably one that starts the day after a recording, so I don't have to drive up. <laughs> Breakfast at Camelot.
3: Uh-huh. God, you're so old.
2: Mm-hmm. Look, man. So he can uh, <laughs> you can get up at five a.m. Get up at five a.m. No a. M. reason. Twiddle my thumbs on the couch till Larry gets up at like seven thirty. <laughs> That's right. Bankers' hours, baby. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Go to Camelot about eight. Yeah. Home eight forty five. We've had country ham with hash browns, scrambled eggs, and rye toast with grape jelly. That's what I've had. Um. There's that minutiae and detail you wanted, buddy. Mm-hmm. Uh, hop on the whip ray, and it can be my skiff, but it's pro- it's kind of like... Whip's always here. Whip's always here. Um, How about your plums? <laughs> they're uh, you Gotta powder the plums before you hit yeah, the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Helps. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, I don't even Medicated know what we're talking power. about. Uh, Medicated power. Uh, Medicated powder. That way they tingle for a little while. Okay.
3: Oh, yeah, the mentholated.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like Funny cool. story, in the Philippines, nice ninety eight P- degrees, nums. hot as fuck, chafed between the legs. Ask buddy, hey man, you got any gold bond? And he's like, I've got baby powder. I was like, perfect. Old man forgot he's like, I guess his like his gold bond container like broke, and he had medicated gold bond and put it in the baby powder. And when I tell you that was a surprise to this, probably system. the green one. That's the extra. It was, strength. Yeah, it That'd was. You know, it was the alive, extra strength, buddy. like menthol. Yeah, yeah. Fuck See, yeah, that's the thing, or the blue Powder that's for your feet. Is
3: okay in
2: moderation, moder-
3: moderate situations. We used to, in, in the long days of you know, walking through the opiate,
2: oh, oh marijuana the uh, pop-
3: fields. poppy fields, yeah, yeah. Vaseline. Just oh, keep grease her greased up, yeah. slather up the inside of those thighs, yeah, and just, yeah. Down. Oh,
0: Mm-hmm. keep so her lubricated. Gross. Yeah. you got to keep her lubricated. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you
3: just wipe it off with a dirt t-shirt.
0: Mm-hmm. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Rip yeah. the top top half of your sock off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We all Rude. know what that's for. Not,
3: yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not the happy side of the
2: sock. No, sad side. <laughs> sad side down. Um, uh, and then... Us on the boat. <laughs> Your call- story, Ben. Yeah, Look, dude, we're <laughs> still telling the story. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I couldn't even remember what we were fucking <laughs> s- talking about. Until day on <laughs> the
2: lagoon. <laughs> That's right. Happy socks were involved. Yeah. Um, if we get a fish to the boat, it's a perfect day. Now, oh, a fish, one. Yeah. If you and I both get one. I'm like, I didn't fuck up today. Because <laughs> usually yeah. if Larry and I fish, if, the, if a fish gets caught, Larry's the one that fed mm-hmm. it. Um, chicken salad, or chicken salad, damn it. Blackened chicken sandwich with a ranch at JB's. And uh, unsweet tea. Maybe. Here's where it's, the perfect evening is when you don't ask, you want to go back to the house. We go fish. More times than not, though. We ground it out all morning, and neither one of us have any interest in trying to grind it out for the evening. Yeah, the afternoon session's not even an option. It's like, that would be perfect, but I'm okay with us not doing that because of how hard we've grounded out to maybe catch a fish. And that's it.
0: So, since we're telling, like, the perfect lagoon story. Get your mosquito <laughs> suck stickers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let, yeah, let yeah. Let me at least com. drop in... Pro tip. So, most people don't know because it's not on the menu uh, and you won't be told by your server that when you're at JB's, there's a beer that you can order that, unless you order it, it's not going to be mentioned to you. They have the high life at Mm -hmm. JB's. Mm -hmm. And Sometimes when you order a high life at JB's, you might have such a newbie server that they'll say oh, we they don't, don't have, even know. That. We don't have that. And you're like, "No, go to the bar. Don't <laughs> you you do have it." Um and that used to be 10 years ago, you could get bush light um hmm. at the you know, off off menu, but then they I don't know if they why they changed, but now it's the High Life. Either one's good mm-hmm. by me, but uh, if you are ever at JBS and you want something a little lighter, and you know, there is just something about a fucking glass bottle High Life. Can't get it a colder uh, beer on the planet.
1: Gotta um, have something it, a little watery. You're outdoors, it's hot
0: it's out. The champagne you champagne know, for yeah. a reason. Yeah, it's champagne of beers. Hydrate, hydrate. Mm-hmm. So that's your pro tip, um, Marcus. What would be mm-hmm. your perfect day on the lagoon?
3: Well, I'm just gonna go really cliche on this and it's just actually spending time on the water with the boys or the family even and just enjoying everything. Yeah. You know. It gets to the point now where it's we saw two fish today.
2: Yeah. Score. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All is good. Right. right. right.
3: Uh you know it's Lunch may or or may not happen. I'm not a breakfast dude, so I skipped that. But it's just just being out there in the moment. Yeah. You know, you got your buddies and whatever's going on around you, nothing else to worry about. That's my perfect day.
0: And maybe seeing something that you haven't seen out there before, because I've been fishing out there for going on a long time, and... I'll be honest with you, it's hard not to come back each time I go out there and not be able to say, wow, I saw this today well, and know, it was, like, new. our most recent trip
3: when we were running south and, you know, we looked back west. And,
0: <laughs> and, we, and the fucking tornado. Fucking mm-hmm. Tornadoes. <laughs>
3: yeah. like,
0: oh. Or, okay, so I'm not going to say I showed you a tree.
3: <laughs> yes. And...
0: What I was a, what an about what that. an interesting species yes. and location, Yes. Uh, you know, I
3: I went home talking about it and I was like, "It's a tree." No, I'm like, <laughs> no.
0: Yeah, so I
3: don't understand,
0: Carl. What would be your perfect?
3: Oh,
0: the <laughs> hatch full
1: of tums and ready to party. <laughs> Get some tums, yeah. Um, a CVS down around the fucking yeah, uh, plantation flat where
0: you can get some Well, cards. yeah, now you can
1: go to Kalalisa Creek and just <laughs> jump out and the Dunkin' Donuts
0: right
3: there. Yep. Uh, um, get you a nice cold
4: tea.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, it's similar to you guys. It's look around, see what's mm-hmm. going on. Uh, like, managing expectations. I mean, if, yeah. It and, is what it is, you and I'll be like, honest with you.
0: Like, I'd love to see it like brimming, but it's yeah. not going to be. You know one one of the one of the old school uh, traditions that we had um, that I kind of left out of my um, perfect day. Um, it literally did the fishing. Literally turned off um, once it got hot to a certain point. Just the fish, the 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 temperatures of the flat got too hot mm-hmm. and uh the fish just bailed they went into you know deeper water for the rest of the afternoon then in the evening they come back up and and uh you know 15 20 years ago some of the best fishing um uh, is late evening after the thunderstorms rolled through and it just be tails everywhere uh and nobody out there because Let's be honest. Uh, a majority of everybody that's out there on any given Friday, Saturday, or Sunday morning drove over from Orlando, Winter Park, Maitland, yeah. Oviedo. And, you know, they blow their load, they go have lunch, and then they go home. You know, it's, you know, a football game, or, you know, they got to be home because they got shit to do on Sunday, yard work, whatever. So by virtue of getting this place, um, I started being able to do late afternoon especially after a storm because you get that that cold rain shower that would cool the surf you know like the flats off and it could just be epic but um the one tradition um and i've talked about it before you know I've, i have i i fished and i was lucky and fortunate enough to fish with a bunch of guys that were way better than me um and and that's what you know, where I learned and cut my teeth was on, on their skiffs. Um, they had a pretty big focus on the social aspect of things. So as that witching hour of ten thirty, eleven o'clock would start coming around and like, you're only seeing two or three tails. Then it's like one tail. And then it's like that last tail goes down and it doesn't come back up 15 minutes later. They're like, Time to call it, man. It's over. Mm-hmm. And we would all, I don't know how we communicated it back then. Fuck, I'm going to even, I know how we did. We all had nextels. Oh, yeah. Oh. And everybody would be like, and be like um, hey, East Channel by Castle Wendy. That's all, all you'd have to say. And 10 minutes later, there'd be eight or nine skiffs rafted up just floating with the current or the breeze in the east channel everybody be popping beers out of the cooler and we'd all sit around and shoot the shit and tell stories about that morning you know oh my god charlie fucking you know fed this fish it was amazing Whatever you know whatever the highlight on your skiff that morning was you were fucking bragging on your buddy and we would hang out like that for 30 45 minutes or so you know long enough to have a beer or two and then at some point without a word being said you'd hear somebody's trim and a motor going down and it would start up and it would be a fucking parade literally of eight to 12 to 15 skiffs on a line just one after another going up the east channel And we'd go around that island at JB's where the manatee sign is. And it'd just be fucking 8 to 15 skiffs dropping off plane, filling up the fucking parking spots. And then we had reserve tables that we'd go sit down and have lunch with beer and just it'd get fucking crazy from there. But that was one of that's probably my favorite most missed thing (coughs) is rafting up and just hanging out and telling stories about the day. And the closest we've come to that is like when we went after we all ate at JB's when you got your boat
1: mm-hmm.
0: over to the over sandbar. To the sandbar. And everybody just hangs out on the sandbar. Um, you know, sometimes we would do the sandbar thing, but most of the time it was just everybody would raft up. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember I got a TFO Lefty Cray. 8 Weight, um, or maybe it was, I think it was a five-weight I ended up getting ultimately, which was weird. Um, Beaver tail back in the day when they originally ripped off the uh, waterman, yeah. The, uh, the guy that owned Beaver tail, oh, Mark, Mark Fisher, Mark Fisher, um, he would give away a TFO Lefty Cray rod to. Uh, people when they bought their skiff and so one of our buddies um, had gotten a B1 um, and we were all hanging out rafted up we were south of Middle Island I remember I could take you to the fucking spot and Charlie and Bill and there was like probably seven five to seven hell's bay either whip rays or um waterman all like little 16s may there might have been an 18 waterman mixed in there and then there was my friend with the b1 and then we had another friend that had a maverick and so you had a maverick and you had a fucking clutch of hell's bays and Somebody had taken a photo from another boat of everybody rafted up and like everybody's like, you know, like Mm -hmm. throwing a thumbs up or, you know, cheers in a beer or whatever. And that photo was on one of the uh, fishing forums that we all were on just showing the boys having a good time, you know, Saturdays for the boys. And that son of a bitch at beaver tail took that photo And he used it on the beaver tail website (laughs) and he, he put his caption was something like how many of the guys in this photo overpaid for their skiff. (laughs) (laughs) I wrote him an email and told him that he was using my image for a commercial purpose and that if he did not remove it immediately, or compensate me otherwise, um, specifically a, a TFO fly rod that I would take legal action. <laughs> he responded, What's your address? And he sent me a fly rod. <laughs> Holy cow, that's yeah. kind of cool. I mean, so,
2: shitty, but cool. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, it, and it was like, I, you know, I wasn't going to fucking sue him no. over it, but right. I was just like, You motherfucker, you know? Yeah. And I also wanted to point out, I didn't pay nearly as much as right. your boy paid for
2: his brand new skiff and mine's right. still better. Mm-hmm. Also not you, but fuck you for caring. Like we were at a I was at a birthday party today and I have a cushion on my cooler that matches my skiff and somebody asked. How much they were And I told them And it, it made its way around And people were coming up to me While I'm cooking burgers going, I can't believe you paid $150 For a cushion
1: I'm like, oh, You gosh. don't know how, many, how much cushions are Apparently then. <laughs> I Clearly no Because that was a hell car. of a deal
2: And I was like I finally told someone I was like Fuck you Why do you care what I spend my money on Right None of your business it's, This is this is what I enjoy. What'd you it's you comfy c- for your ass,
1: would not it? Yeah. If then, exactly, those people literally. come on, take the cushion yeah, off. <laughs> yeah. exactly. You can ride on the,
4: you, you ride on on the staples. Mm-hmm. And
2: it's like people are getting way hung up on. Mm-hmm. You don't have to. You can you can get in this game
0: without spending it's, a ton of money. It's the Joneses. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's worrying about keeping up with the Joneses. Buy it, what you like. It, and that's that's why, you know, Dusty to Krusty works mm-hmm. so well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, don't we have somebody that asked oh, a question on about yeah. Dusty
2: yeah. to Krusty? Yeah, the selling Dusty to Krusty. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, okay. So before we get to that, because I, I do like that topic, because it, it's kind of uh, nefarious the way it's phrased. Yeah. Um, we were talking about trips that we want to take or whatever, and Carl, you even reminded us that we needed to talk about possibly events, and then we mm-hmm. forgot about it. Yes. So really briefly, in my long-winded way um, – Go ahead and get your calendars out and circle the first weekend of October. October 1st and 2nd, I believe, without looking at the calendar, it's the Friday, the first Saturday in October is going to be the Dinghy Derby Poker Run. First. Um, so that's on the 2nd. The 1st, we're going to have the thingy before the dinghy, we're going to host it at Marine Discovery Center we will be doing the raffle at the thingy before the dinghy so that we take care of all that raffle business ahead of time because based on this past year, the volume of what we had in the raffle, we could have never managed that at the sandbar. We're not even going to try. We want to just do it at the thingy before the dinghy. So start. You know, putting in your kitchen pass request, get on your schedule at work, make sure that you have those days off. Start looking at booking travel if you're coming from out of town, if you need help finding a, a vacation rental by owner or an Airbnb. We know of some really unique opportunities around New Smyrna Beach for some really cool places that you can stay. Um, and we, we, Did a little over 12 grand this year, or right at 12 grand. Um, And really, this third one is going to be the
1: first one and the second one combined because we pulled it off the water, weather reasons, and so on and so forth. So, but we're still having that whole event just as that was. Yes. And then the first year was all on water. So that's
0: the next, you know, that's the different day. It's so it's, it's, It's going to be a blowout. Yeah, it's going to be good. So the other thing that I want to take a moment to introduce to you guys for the first time, I believe. I don't. Maybe we've hinted at it. um, June. Uh, We are going to do an event in June, and depending on how that event goes, that event may repeat itself in July, August, and September. Uh, It's going to be the Taylor Park Casting Championship, Um, the TP2C. And what it's (laughs) going to be is in the form of a nine-hole golf tournament style shotgun start where we are going to set up nine holes, air quote, at MDC, it's going to be like on a Thursday evening, so it doesn't mess up anybody's weekend. Um, come out, you know, it stays light really late through the summer, and what it's going to be is 18 people, the first 18 people that show up on the day of the event and put their money on the barrel head. it's going to be a $20 entry fee, the way it works is shotgun start. so two people will go out to every location which it's nine holes, and each of those holes will be a casting opportunity with a target. and you count the number of casts it takes for you to put your fly inside that target. There's going to be some little wrinkles and nuance to all of this that's going to make it challenging. Um, at the end of the game, he who took the less number of casts to make it through the nine holes successfully will be declared the winner. The winner is going to get um, 100 bucks out of the pot. The second place will get 50 bucks. In third place, we'll get $30. Bucks. Um, it'll be a BYOB event. Um, and it should be you know hour and a half or so mm-hmm. long to, to complete all nine holes for everybody. And if there's more than 18 people and you get there and it's already filled up, we hope that you'll hang out, drink a few beers with us. This is like golf, but not like golf, meaning we encourage heckling um so it's going to be a fantastic social event uh it's going to take place at marine discovery center um we we're doing it there because we want to continue to bring the spotlight on the work that mdc is doing and the good stuff that they have going on and ultimately if the june event which we will announce the date once we nail it down um if it goes well we'll continue it On a monthly basis, July, August, September. And maybe, just maybe, at the thingy before the dinghy,
3: those that have won will have Mm -hmm.
0: the Tournament of championship because there should be four people. Mm -hmm. And it'll be two-on-two, head-to-head, single elimination until we have crowned the Taylor Park Mm -hmm. casting champion. So... Hope uh, you guys like the idea that we came up with. We think it's going to be a fun one. And when you guys see the course that we're going to set up, (laughs) you're going to fucking have a lot of fun because it's going to be pretty cool. So um, get out in the yard, start casting, get proficient. um, And remember, you don't cast to the fish. You cast in front of the fish.
4: Oh. Oh, mm-hmm. that's how, okay. mm-hmm. Dang.
0: It's all coming <laughs> together. All right, so that's enough of the uh, sh- shameless self-promotion of what we're, we've got coming up. So what's what's this uh, next topic this this person said something about?
2: Uh, it was a lot. Dusty to crusty. Uh,
0: oh, like selling
2: etiquette. Selling it.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Or, and, hang on, let me find it. Getting the
3: the better of a person. Oh best. yes.
2: Yeah. Uh you know, there I, was a lot. It says y'all talk about buying rods reels secondhand, Dusty the Crusty. What about talking about the art of selling rods reels, times you've been burnt or times you've maybe gotten the best of someone? Maybe the etiquette of participating in such transactions.
0: Okay. So I would say the etiquette of such transactions if you think getting the better of somebody is a metric. <laughs> You're probably not um in it for the right reason, right like you know, I typically would say that I'm a gear hoarder mm-hmm. yeah. like once it comes into my possession it's it's probably not leaving, so I don't have any real world experience on selling no. any of my gear. Um, have I given stuff away? Absolutely. Um, I used to be a rep for a rod company, smaller rod company, and I had a lot of extra rods through that. And over the years, when I've had the opportunity where somebody has shown interest in, you know, getting into fly fishing, I've given them rods. Um, I've known people that, you know, have only fished around here and their gear was always an eight weight and they're going to go on their first trout trip. And they're asking about, you know, what kind of five weight I've given people five weights and said, here, just take this, you know, and, and, and have fun with it. It's not the most expensive rod. It's not the best rod, but it's a rod that'll get the job done. And if you decide you like it, you know, great. If you want to get something different, get something different. And if you ever want to get rid of that rod, do what I did, pass it along. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, on the flip side of the whole buying and selling of fly rods and fly reels and stuff like that, I've heard stories. I've heard guys bragging about how they got something and kind of ripped somebody off um, on the buying side of things. I mean, I guess ultimately we all like a good deal, but I've also heard people tell stories where they – Found out that, you know, Mrs. Smith's husband was a real big fly fisherman. He was a huge fly fisherman, as mm-hmm. a matter of fact. And when he passed away, he had a closet full of bamboo and old glass and like hardy perfects. And they were the first person that got the opportunity to go and, and talk to Mrs. Smith about buying his stuff. And when she said she didn't know what it was worth, they actually took the time to show her what it was mm-hmm. worth and then paid her offered her a reasonable, actual, you know, equitable amount of money for it mm-hmm. and ultimately got it for a lot less because she respected the fact that they were honest and upfront and yeah. like actually didn't just try to rip it from her.
4: Yeah.
0: Yep. Um, so I would say I don't have the experience of selling a whole lot of this stuff but if I did I would probably hope that whoever was trying to buy it from me wasn't trying to take me on a ride. I don't know. That's just my I think thoughts. that's just like people, really. I yeah. Because you
1: always hear about used cars and rigging yeah. stuff up so it works long enough to sell it. And all. Right. Like, I, don't, I really don't like that. I think. That's I've, not
2: really my thing. I feel
1: bad about it.
2: Yeah. Same here. I think the only thing, I've sold two rods. Okay. Uh, two clutch rods. And it was like after they went out. I knew there wasn't going to be a warranty process. I sold them with the disclaimer that they're not going to be a warranty. Here's the price about half the price of retail. Right. Um and that's kind of what you expect yeah. to pay for and like then,
1: sporting good stuff is always yeah, been about, kind of half-ish, yeah, half. You know? half yeah. 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 So
0: I I it's been a little over a year probably. 2 years almost going on. It's probably coming up on 2 years. Eight, let's call it 18 months. Uh I bought a brand new reel.
3: Oh, that mother uh,
0: And so the reel ended up being more of an albatross than a fly reel. And I've actually discussed my dissatisfaction with the, you know, the quality of said item. Um, but the fact remains that it's a brand new item, never been used. And, uh, I've actually had a couple of smarmy sons of bitches, send me direct messages saying, Well, I'll i I'll take the the paper weight off your hand. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, what do you think this cycler reel's worth? Because I paid seven fifty for it. Mm-hmm. I'll give you two hundred. And this is after the you know, they give you the holier than thou. How dare you fucking yeah. talk down this brand. You know, there's nothing wrong with well, them. Okay, well if there's nothing wrong, buy right. it from me. If it if you yeah. believe in it, it yeah. must be worth more than two hundred bucks. Right. right? I'll do you a solid. <clears throat> yeah, five fifty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, you know, there's uh, there's always folks out there that are looking to profit off of somebody else's misery. Mm-hmm. I just choose not to hang out with those no. kind of people, right? I, I think there's you know square
1: deal, square deal. Like you know, don't sell anything that you know is like
0: janky. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. like <laughs> yeah. on its way to
2: breaking well, or yeah. Something, don't you know, pass like, yeah, off yeah. your
0: fucking problems
1: Yeah. Like somebody
2: yeah. else and like. So when I got into this, you know, you're like, okay, I like this, but do I love it? And right. so you, mm-hmm. like, maybe I'm not going to go buy that $750 right. reel. Right. So I started off with a lot of, like, Reddington reels. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and as I, you know, saved up for a few months, I bought a Nautilus for my seven weight, and then that Reddington went on the shelf. Uh-huh. And then, you know, two years later, you're like, I'm never going to put this mm-hmm. on that rod. Right. So, you know, I paid 140 bucks for the, it was a behemoth, and I was like, okay, I'll, Put it on. I've just put it on Instagram story. You know, sixty right. bucks, and
3: you paid one hundred and forty for a behemoth.
2: I think it was the nine ten, the biggest one they had. I think it was. That's what it cost. The
0: behemoth, behemoth. You got overcharged, yeah. man.
2: I well, <laughs> I think that was retail for that size.
0: One
3: twenty nine.
2: Okay, well then that's what I paid for. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> anyway. damn, Marcus. Shoot <laughs> the matter. I sold it for sixty bucks. I think Woody bought it.
3: But I like that reel.
2: See, I don't. Yeah, I like what it. I like what it gets you at that price point. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a ride. As someone who doesn't take great care of their stuff, that's not true. I do take good care of my stuff. I'm not gonna rinse that reel off every time. Well, and you know I've bought some
0: I've, I've been the purchaser of used stuff mm-hmm. um, and typically it's like an eBay transaction mm-hmm. yep. and whoever puts it on eBay says this is the minimum bid and then you know a week later you know it either meets their reserve or it doesn't, or it doesn't. and I know I've gotten a good deal on a couple of things but I don't feel bad because they put it on there what they're right. you know they set a minimum so they're right. clearly happy that they got whatever I paid but I also walked away with the deal thinking I got a good deal, yeah, so that's a win win um, you know i have I've not perused um, Craigslist or um, marketplace or any of those for for any deals, and you know Craigslist, I always think of uh. I think. Are there going to be any glass shards in the reel pouch? You know, where the meth head smashed the window to get this reel that he's selling? Right. Because just reading the description, he doesn't know what he has. (laughs) (laughs) That's another
1: one. I think I might have talked about that. A guy came by the shop with like the biggest baddest Nautilus, like some kind of twelve plus or whatever. Right. Like lying on it, and and I want to say some really really high end rod and, and he's like yeah man oh yeah this reel casts super smooth and i'm like <laughs> got it and it said it, it said um it had engraving and i almost got it because he didn't want anything for it it had the fly shop name and like somebody's name or something on this reel oh man it wasn't the full name it but it maybe they would have remembered like who did that through right. their shop or whatever but it was like, oh, that is like the worst luck.
3: Karma. Like if oh you, yeah. Like karma. Tool, like exactly. You,
1: like tools. I don't like tools from like pawn shops. Yeah. I don't like tools from like, hey man, hey dude, I gotta get rid of this All right. because it's just bad. It's just bad, man. Yeah. You know that came out of the back of somebody's pickup. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Or, or my
3: father-in-law's front porch. Right. That's where they- he still puts his name and social security number. Yeah, on his tools. Yeah,
2: and it's. With, I mean, it's with the
3: Dremel mm-hmm. engraved. The in
2: social the, security number is a bold move. I know. I know. <laughs> I don't know if I respected or cringe at it. <laughs> now they have. First like time I a, saw
3: it, I cringed. I was like, "Whoa!"
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> For then
1: now they have like a new drill and your credit score.
4: mm Hmm. <laughs> and, yeah and
1: your next tax return yeah but the um yeah it the, it was on some unbelievable i looked it up i think the reel was like 1200 bucks or right. something i'm like you wanted like 40 bucks yeah. for it or something i just but you don't want the karma that no comes like, i i've mm-hmm. always been really really weird about that
3: like man that's that's some bad juju right
0: <laughs> mm-hmm do we have any other uh Suggestions I mean. that look like something we want to talk Good more ones. about?
4: Um,
2: mm-hmm. we got fly fishing companies and virtue signaling. I feel like we've kind of done that recently. Right. Um, El Bano. Here's a funny one. So, Zach wrote about talk about how Mims and Oak Hill are God's gift to Earth. Maybe it will help me convince my wife to let us move there. And you wrote, Is your mother in law making the move too? It's required for MIMS with mother in law, just M I L. That's <laughs> the so exact message me says, we assist.
0: What does that mean?
2: What does M I L mean? I was like, Mother in law. And he laughed. He's like, That's hilarious. Got it. <laughs> so. Yeah, for, for those of
0: you that have not been listening along, um, MIMS is actually an acronym for the area. It's mom is my sister. Um, So that's why it would be appropriate that if you're moving there with your wife, your (laughs) mother-in-law has to join you. Uh, Let's see.
3: Oh, there was one an hour ago.
0: And there's some on here that I just don't even understand. Like, you should interview Guy and his buddy Guy on their golf commentary fly fishing videos. Um, Not familiar. Not even sure what the hell that means. (laughs) Um review of of podcasts. Yeah, you know I listen to like just general
1: I don't listen to really other fishing podcasts. The only other fishing podcast. Yeah, I listen yeah. to
0: Millhouse and I, I dig those. And as a matter of fact, um sometimes I believe that maybe they check in and hear maybe a little mm-hmm. bit of what we talk about on our podcast. Uh, more so, I think they just are aware of us on Instagram, sure, sure, so, as a test, um, I would like to say the thingy before the dingy would be really fucking awesome if Andy Mill would come up and just do a talk, do like mm-hmm. a fifteen twenty minute like almost like a keynote speaker because yeah. mm-hmm. he's been around so long. Oh, yeah. And if Andy Mill was part of our event to raise money for conservation efforts in Mosquito Lagoon, the fact that Andy Mill is going to be a featured keynote speaker at the event, I think we would have a lot of people come over just for that mm-hmm. and probably raise that much more money. So this is kind of the test. Does Nikki listen to our podcast or God forbid does Andy? <laughs> and if you do, what up? DM us and let us know. Is that something that's even possible? Because yeah. we think it would be a really cool and fun collaboration between Millhouse and
4: mm-hmm.
0: I know that Andy believes a lot is writing on the future and conservation is super important. So, you know, not saying put your money where your mouth is we're saying hey we're inviting you up because we think you would bring a lot of value to our mm-hmm. our event so yeah. um and rogan and rogan <laughs> yeah i mean yeah. we can have two keynotes has, right? any, has anybody been watching um some of the stories uh, i've seen it twice now of andy being andy on no. the millhouse stories no. i don't think i've seen them. Uh, Nikki has been fucking like like his dad's like just sitting on the couch contemplating life i suppose <laughs> and like he's just like apparently like across the room and he just like films andy like sitting there like in deep thought and stuff <laughs> and it's hashtag andy being handy oh, <laughs> <nice. laughs> and, and there's one that was on today or yesterday and it's clear, like, they're they're pulling out, getting ready to, like, head to the boat ramp, or maybe they're coming back. And Andy's got uh, a buff, like, around the neck, but then he's got a buff on his head. And it's almost like, you know, how, um, like, a true do-rag, like, mm-hmm. To, to, mm-hmm. To, yeah, yeah. to slow down the, the growth of, like, the fro, yeah. he's got a, a buff on that looks like a do-rag, and... Uh, the music that he chose for it and, and it's just andy's like kind of like you know you can tell he's driving a vehicle and he's just like like kind of looking like you know like that left right you know is it clear or whatever and he's just oblivious that he's being filmed
4: mm-hmm.
0: and it like i'm looking at him and i'm like dude it's fucking snoop dogg <laughs> It it was the funniest fucking video. But anyway, I I digress. So let's see. Any other of these? People like that shirt, whatever. Yeah. There's like just a ton of them. Yeah. Um, Why a DIY road trip? Uh, Guides or transplants acting like heavy locals. Mm. Mm. The old carpetbagger Mm -hmm. uh, thing. We're just going to leave that one alone. Uh, oh, taste test of frigate rum. Um, nah. 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 We,
4: we, we weren't on the so list. Anyways, I was, we were not on the yeah, list. I was there I was drinking
1: Papa's Pilar. Right. I was hashtag boiling bacon and hashtag frigate reserve and hashtag my fire disc. <laughs> <laughs> the Azure. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag e and Haw. Right. On The morals of the azure. But, uh,
3: in my and, and with the guy that wanted us to taste test the uh, frigate rum, mm-hmm. he did have the good idea of Pull Across the Lagoon as a fundraising event.
0: We, years ago, had a little event back, you know, like when forums were the big deal mm-hmm. before you know, the face place, the real internet. Um, mm-hmm. And we had a, a, a polling Olympics mm-hmm. and it, w- it was on a sandbar. And like, literally it was like, you know, like a buoy and like, it was head to head, like two people, two skiffs. And it was like, pull out around the buoy, you know, like a race. It was pretty fun. There's I feel like the way I've seen that some like people poll it's on it the would, west coast. Yeah, there's they one do. and you have to switch around
1: uh, with the person on the front yeah, and, and grab the pole oh, oh that, that was, was the crit- salty
0: fly. Yeah. Are they still doing that tournament? Yeah. I don't oh, know. know. It's in Tampa. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. um, it was uh, Salty, uh,
2: Shore, Sam. That
0: yeah, that yeah, salty Shore Sam. Yeah,
2: Salty Shore Sam. I don't even know if he's around anymore. I feel like it's like a photographer. Like based on some people's polling ability, not at this table. It would be the polling special Olympics. I'm what are you saying? I'm not saying you're bad at polling. (laughs) Oh, um, we can't leave this one
0: out. (laughs) So, uh, what's the latest with the Sunoco cashier? Um, she's still around. Mm -hmm. Um, I haven't been in, uh, I've probably the last time I went in was, I got a little splash of gas. Oh, then that reminds me. So, um, uh, Jason Bowman, from Mm -hmm. ogre Mm -hmm. outdoors uh came down a couple of weeks ago spent a couple of days here in the chill and uh he and i went out and did a little fishing around the lagoon trying to find some fish um we ended up going up to the meth lab to get a a little splash of the sunoco meth lab skiff fuel and uh she was working um pretty normal stuff uh you know, it was middle of the day, so it wasn't like you know, none of the meth heads were out. So, you know,
3: her pit bulls ate the raccoon.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. So the as they do. So, rip. Mm-hmm.
3: Our as. last trip, Larry, mm-hmm. I stopped by the meth lab.
0: Get you a little bite of chicken. No, I, the the I mean, deli's closed
3: shut down. Really?
4: Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: I, Something. With, I, like I think the the hood. Uh, over the fryer was like on the fritz or something it's too much money to get fixed damn oh this is the one we need to talk about uh what is the Grateful Dead obsession in fly fishing I don't know I yeah I never really liked them to be honest with you um Sugar Magnolia is probably the only song that you know like I would recognize
3: maybe because fly fishing has a lot
0: of potheads or something. There. I remember there was that reel that you could that like, yeah, it's an able. Well, well, there's yeah. an able. And I mean, like there's a ton of different shops that have used the that sticker, the steal your head logo. Yeah. Like I just think that, uh, you know, probably it's a generational thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's be honest. The, the guys that are quote unquote in charge, um, that are CEOs and are marketing people, are of the age that they probably the dead was meaningful to them. So they might
3: he might have followed the dead man. Well, see what is it? It's a fly shop out west, East Rosebud. Yeah, but they're ACDC.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that. Yeah. So I just think it's you know it's a it's just the generational thing mm-hmm. that people that are in charge. You know, it's the same people that are picking the quote-unquote influencers you know their favorite band happens to be the dead so they put the dead shit on stuff mm-hmm. um and you know ours is backstreet boys yeah you i was gonna say I mean?
3: nirvana yeah i
0: was like,
2: all
3: nickel back on so that but gonna, whatever. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: um you can get whatever britney, bitches right you can get whatever britney spears cover
0: you want yeah. airbrushed on the side of your reel the one thing that I I was much. disappointed, I mean, there there's a bunch of great topics, and we, I think we've covered a lot of them, um, is nobody, not nobody, but very few people tag their favorite fly fishing brands. I did see, like, I think Jimmy started at the top, and <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah. right on. And, I think and you know, the, the reason I wanted, you know, hopefully for folks to tag fly fishing brands is... You know, we are 100% the number one fly fishing podcast when it comes to authenticity. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no doubt about it. 100%. Does, does Tom Rosenbauer have more listeners than us? Absolutely. Yeah. But he's he's oh. just a company man, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, it, and he is 100% just simply running a podcast to market and build the Orvis brand. Mm-hmm. Um we are 100% unsponsored. That's not to say that we would never have a sponsor, but I, I think it would have been a great exercise in more tagging to have taken place on that thread because it might open the eyes of some of the higher ups, the people that are at least monitoring their social media accounts to to see that guy Ben's pretty cool that that, no one's ever said that oh that when you're just talking and telling the truth and and having a good time that that in and of itself can be fairly popular and I can be low key right (laughs) you know what I mean so anyway that was my thought I was just wanting to peel the the curtain back just Mm -hmm. a little bit so maybe they could see what us real folks were doing Mm -hmm. (laughs) mm-hmm Yeah, I
1: mean, I'm not saying anything. T
3: bore.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Able>. reels <laughs> company. <clears throat> so, do you guys have a favorite fly brand?
4: Um, mm.
0: I think Ben does.
1: What was that one reel that you could have like a Homer Simpson donut on the side? Uh, the Reddington,
2: Reddington ID. Yeah, uh, and it was a sticker that you just put. Yeah, it was like, right. a, like a little thing. Yeah. Had, and you could get different stickers, and you could get custom ones made. Oh, really? There's one in Harry Goods that says Harry Goods Outdoor Shop. Okay, I can't give this out to me. Um, but
0: it's just a sticker. How long would it last? I
2: don't know. I just want the. No, it's, it's, like a, that, it's like a sixty dollar reel like a with weird, a sticker. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. I just want I'll never put line on it I just want it You just want it Um, I
3: got it I say Sage Is Ben's
2: As far as rods go That seems to be What I'm most comfortable Mm -hmm. casting But I don't like The new Sage I like old Sage And then If it is newer I like the middle of the road They're a little bit slower But I like A little stiffer Fast action rod
3: Yeah that's what she said
2: you know it. Um, <laughs> sorry, mom. Oh. Um, <laughs> oh, he went there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so I would say, like as far as rods, I'm, I'm a sage guy, but I mean, you know, I've thrown a couple Helioses, and I really like them. Um, however, Orvis is pretty trying to be politically correct right now, so they don't get my political dollars. I'm into uh
1: Carhartt. I like it. Uh Carhartt fly fishing. If you're not
0: at Carhartt fly
2: fishing if you're not following <laughs> them.
0: I I'm into uh, beanies, uh what I can get the best cover deal rolls. on typically. Yeah. yeah. You know. I'm I'm the the much maligned and hated um individual by the hierarchy. That's always trying to figure out how I can get like pro prices mm-hmm. yeah. because I'm just that cheap kind of yeah. guy. I mean, I like good gear, but mm-hmm. I also don't want to pay retail. So God know uh, you know. I, I get it. I get everybody's motivation, um, but is everybody's motivation the price, or is the motivation you know to be? pro staff or influencer or um, ambassador, if you will. Is oh, it, what was is the new it, one again? Is it because... Premier ambassador? Elite elite. 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 elite ambassador. So are most of these folks, is their motivation to become an elite ambassador
2: for the notoriety of it or because they want to save a few bucks? Maybe it's just a bunch of cheap I th- people. I think hmm. a lot of it's the notoriety, personally. Yeah. Just based on what I've seen. Because like, um, my motivation is... I just want to save a few bucks. Like mm-hmm. there's a lot
0: like of apparel that I see that I'm like, man, I would love to get that. Yeah. I would love what? to get that. I would love to get that too. And then I'm like, but I can't spend 180 bucks on three shirts. Yeah. If it was 90 bucks for three shirts, I'd be all in. Dude. No joke. I had, a and, I mean, I time. think I look, I, I think I make those shirts look good too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, You, yeah. They look you know? Great. So it's like, right. you know, how do you get on that fucking program?
3: I mean, I haven't put my frigate shirt on since you wore yours, and I was like, "Damn!" I know. That's a sexy dude. <laughs> that's, a, that's a sexy man. I mean, we uh, that
0: some like,
4: bitch that's, looks
1: nice. That's only for Larry. The, um, uh, I I want to get like sponsored by like Michelin tires and like something like something that I don't want to spend money on. Like I, I will, want a nice reel. I will tell right. you right now. I don't want to spend money on if,
0: gas.
2: Right. I was gonna say if I got sponsored by <laughs> Shell, yeah, Sunoco, it would
0: be out of hand.
2: The uh, but
0: as soon as you got know. sponsored by Shell, you'd be like, God damn it! I can't find a Shell station.
4: Yeah,
1: All right. I think I can make it work. Holler at me, just breaks.
4: <laughs> Your Just, face yeah, with yeah. the chin like talked
1: yeah. to the side. Yeah. Oh my god!
2: And um, that's like I had a friend who Jiffy was Lube. on a professional rodeo circuit, and a tire company sponsored him. Yeah, there. and it was like Jiffy all Lube. of his trucks oh. had these crazy high end tires right. on them, and his trailers. Pro- and <laughs> Progressive were, insurance or some shit, dude. I would love an insurance free company insurance for me. Um, It'll change with age. Can mm-hmm. we? I mean we don't know anybody to do that but God, I would kill for like a who gives a rip sponsorship just cuz it'd be funny. The um, They're out there. So I've noticed
1: and this is something that I I'm, I'm, I'm sure I've mentioned before all the podcasts that I listen to there's some kind of system because they all advertise the same stuff and it all changes. Mm-hmm. So they'll be they'll all be doing like some Mattress company or whatever. Well, I'm sure there's
4: probably
0: a marketing firm. That just yeah. reaches out to all these. Well, it's, it's, so in the marketing, sp- or in the ad agency, mm-hmm. so an ad agency will have the account mm-hmm. and they have X number of dollars to spend and the ad agency does the research and says, okay. If we put this on Rogan, if we put it on this one, this one, this one, we spread the money out. Rogan, of course, is going to get paid more down to, you know, Taylor Trash Fly Fishing. Mm Seven dollars. They're going to get seven bucks. Mm -hmm. And by doing that, we're going to actually have X number of people hear this ad copy over the next month and that's it. and that's all it is and they approach the the podcasts and they say hey we want to run our ad on your podcast and the podcast says uh your company that you're asking us to do ads with yeah our values align with them we can do oh, that oh they're not they have no shame there's like well, uh, i'm just saying in so general it's so funny
1: they do like like there's one that's three female comedians uh-huh. they do an advertisement for uh dick pills
0: <laughs> really yeah it's because they know a bunch of fucking dick yeah, beaters yeah, are yeah, listening yeah, to them.
1: yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> going god um, i know yeah. that she like, would be fucking so into me this
1: doesn't like make if i had my pills sense. yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if i had my pills i'd tear that shit right. out <laughs> so the freaking it's i remember like one of the early ones that i noticed it was like some wallet company and then those Mattresses that you order online, uh-huh. and you know, the or, or are... the uh,
0: the shave club. Oh, right,
1: exactly. That's shave a club, huge one. yeah, yeah. Um, but it's, it, they all change at the same time, too. Uh-huh. Yeah, because it's like on a monthly yeah. cycle. The neat part about podcasts um, is they're forever. So mm-hmm. when you go back, or if oh Larry had um, been in, you know, for a beer with or whatever, I'm gonna walk. Well, the ad on that is the same. Six Forever years later right. right yeah as it was back it's then in perpetuity. So, it's like, so it's like radio meets internet like mm-hmm. nothing ever goes away on the internet same thing yeah so because they do ad reads right they don't do they just read it yeah like, along with their crap so i thought that was kind of a kind of a weird deal and i bet somebody's really crushing it some ad agency that like oh absolutely hold yeah. of the.
0: Well, see here's the crazy thing so when an ad agency is involved they usually skim 20%. So mm-hmm. if you come in and you say, "Hey, I've got a, you know, million dollars mm-hmm. to throw at advertising for like the shave club." They do all the research and say, "Okay, here's where we believe you're going to get the best return on your investment." And only, you know, they take 20% off and then they what remaining they do the ad buys with Mm -hmm. and that's the service the ad agency is providing and likely the ad agency when they get hired they say hey we want to run ads on podcasts and they'll say okay and then they develop the copy and the ad Mm -hmm. and then they get it approved they're like yep that's the message we want you know fucking love that jingle Mm -hmm. and off it goes and then a month later they're like Hey, you know, based on the return that you guys are seeing, we think that, you know, let's run this ad one more cycle, or we need to change it and da 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 right. da And what you're buying this next quarter, and it just continues. It's just a little loop. Yeah.
1: It's like another, another like part of media.
0: Right. That you realize is. It's no different than, hey, uh, you know, we've got X number of dollars this year. Um, we're going to spread it out. We're going to have Addie, uh, Maddie Brenneman um, mm-hmm. you know, do this for us. Uh, we're going to have Dave Mangum do this for us. We're going to have this guy do. And the money just gets spread around. Mm-hmm. And again, that's the company slash the industry has like selected who the faces are that right. are supposed to be the, oh, my God, I wish that I was this person right so when that person says this is what they use you go well that's what i need to use because i want to be that person this is or i want to live that lifestyle this whatever is the
1: worst segue i've ever made the do you remember we did a product review on the lid yeah the lid rig lid rig uh-huh. um do you guys still using
0: them um i have mine on a hat and i know when I went on my trip to go fish with Rick and his dad, I grabbed that hat because the lid rig was on it, mm-hmm. so I would have nippers. And then the whole time I was on the trip, I never wore that hat.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's that's a problem. <clears> of
2: mm-hmm. You got to remember to pull it off. Yeah, whatever right. Yeah, the, the next one. I keep it in that Yeti box uh-huh. in my boat, so it's like it's in there with my pliers, but. I've just gotten where I keep all my tackle type stuff in there. Right. If I'm going on the canoe or something, I'll grab it and I use it just to a little bit less real estate. Right. But other than that, I typically go for my pliers. There. Right. I mean, they're they're made to do something. They're a little bit nicer. You can, you know, there's no if you hook a snook a little deeper, a tarpon further back in the mouth, you can't really use the lid rig to like get the hook out. Right. There you go. mm Hmm. Practicality. Mm-hmm. Cool. Damn, my pliers are titanium, and they're bitching it. I love them. Oh. oh.
3: You're so privileged.
2: You've got the same pair. <laughs> uh,
3: the Dancos?
2: Yeah, the Premio. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. They're nice. Well, it's nice to hear what the poor
0: people are using. I know. <laughs> Look. <laughs>
2: They're i have hatch pliers <laughs>
0: i have um, i think they're aluminum nice yeah the uh I, I have
3: harbor freight needle nose
2: i have i, I th- actually used to do that have, just yeah. buy the cheapest like actual needle nose yeah the um i think the premios they're like 150 bucks oh lord i overpaid them because mine aren't t- t- titanium and i'm pretty well, sure i paid they're like, twice that they're like made in the same factory that makes van stalls and they're like you know van stalls are like 600 bucks or something crazy. Uh, same I know where idea. I'm going. Just, we yeah, at the van stall store. Yeah. I got mine. They sell a, underwear as a gift. I'm sure. <laughs> um, speaking of underwear, back to the term of like some clothing like mm-hmm. too expensive. I put off buying underwear for like 2 years cuz I'm like I'm not paying these prices and finally I just had to buckle down and do it. That's gross. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's free balling, baby. It's called free yeah. It wasn't that bad, mm-hmm. but there was a point when that sp- meme of the Spider Man mask, where it's like all shredded, and it's like me buying new flag gear. shows a guy throwing money from that. It's like, and meanwhile, my underwear. <laughs> I was like, it's hitting a
0: little too close to home, so. So did you get like Star
2: Wars Underoos when you re-upped? First off. First off. They don't make those don't in you my size judge me. or yes. Um I'm here to be there judged. is a company that makes some and they do have Boba Fett boxers. Yeah. But again, like
3: he is single and ready to mingle. Mm-hmm.
2: Something like that. Um, it goes back to my cheapness level designer Star Wars underwear is uh too spendy for me. So this was a target run to get. I got Fruit of the Loom and Hanes cuz I thought we'd oh. try them out and right. see which one we like more. And I think so far the Hanes are winning. So what you're saying is So are we in the entire so these are these are boxers or tidy whities? Boxers. Boxers.
0: Uh, okay. Tidy whities we now and I was like we need
2: eight. a tidy whitey sponsor is that what we're talking about? Bro, I would take an underwear sponsor. Mm-hmm. Um. Obvious. I perfectly honest, I really <laughs> it's a perfect opportunity of something that you don't want right. to buy. Right. I don't want to buy. Right. You and I bought. don't I mean it's not gonna cost you that much. I don't need that many pairs of underwear. Right. You could throw me a three pack every year I've, and I'd be grateful as
0: hell. I've had a big problem with getting underwear during the COVID situation because it's hard to find the uh, elephant truck underwear. Oh right.
4: Yeah.
1: A lot of people were using that elephant trunk to stash toilet paper. <laughs> I, I six, do want to probably. Well, I was, I was going to use them for masks. Mm-hmm. I was going to go.
2: Dang, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do want to try some Duluth Trading Company ones, though. See, I don't know,
1: man. I feel like that's just like.
2: That's too much. Spending
1: as much as like a Fifth Avenue, like well, stock like, trader it's like, it's to so look like a Well, they, like had, a they had them
2: on sale for one pair for ten dollars instead of like twenty five. That's I was where like, you're going wrong. Uh, Underroo?: <laughs> Yeah, but they're plaid, bro. They're worth oh, no. more. They look Shit. nice. No. Um,
3: Who's seeing them?
2: Hopefully, somebody. <laughs> um, just me, right now. Damn. Um, but it's about look. feeling sexy, Mark. <laughs> it, it's all about confidence so like
0: speaking of like you know like confidence like uh-huh. bait confidence fly um I'm confidence looking, underoos I'm looking Just, is the there a particular pair of underoos that you like lucky that are like your lucky pair or or like the pair that like if you're gonna do the uh bounty guy You're like, oh no! This
2: pair right here, this is bounty right here. Fuck the bounty guy.
4: Oh, Uh, it's brawny,
2: brawny. Uh, I'm sorry. You should be. (laughs) I'm appalled. (laughs) Um, Okay, (laughs) you want you want industry (gasps) trade secrets? Oh no, Duluth. I have
1: a pair. Echo cheeks boxer (laughs) briefs by the Duluth Trading (laughs) (laughs) Company, or fifteen. Dollars per undero. Look,
2: I went straight to the clearance section. That's I where I'm wasn't at. gonna sale. Look, this is this uh, is on sale. This was months ago. I was four and, and a half that stars. Much. That's pretty good. <clears throat> Texas only got one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, some of on y'all like are that. gonna not be a fan of this. Sorry. What up, Insta? Uh, I hate Texas And my greatest Texas joke has been Yeah, it's so great They only got one star on Yelp Mm -hmm. Um, What the hell were you asking me?
0: uh, It was something It was something
2: about underwear (laughs) Damn it, it was good Your brawny guy Oh yeah, yeah, yeah yeah. I have a pair of custom cut off jorts That are shorter than most girls have Mm. And like my pockets are hanging out of them pretty bad. Oh no! And oh, I used no. it for, I made a video. <laughs> uh, oh, <God>. oh my <laughs> god! Only no. fans. No, first off, OnlyFans right. is killing it. Um, <laughs> no, it's a joke. Um, I don't have OnlyFans. First, off, but not really. First mommy. off, Ronnie Man does
4: though. <laughs> What's no. the other
1: one that all the t- the uh, the podcast? Oh, um, Patreon.
4: Oh, yeah. Dude, I don't think Dude, I could save do
1: that it. for the Patreon.
4: I'll <laughs> save it for the Patreon.
2: No. Um, That's a $25 level exactly. story. The I made a video. You've seen the movie Risky Business? Of course. Um, I made, oh, the slide. I made, uh, I made a, a Bronnie uh, uh, version yeah. of the slide. Nice. And instead of Whitey tidies I made a custom pair of jean George just for that occasion. I believe you did a story doing that, didn't you? 100%. Yeah. Oh. If you're going to sell it, sell it. Um, That's, $25 <laughs> That's $25. <laughs> a, a $25 level We're talking about a $25 level right Mark, now Mark what do you think about all this? <laughs> he I'll tell it. you exactly what I think about it
4: <laughs> and, and take notes and it's, Cool it's guys not don't a, look at explosions it's, it's, <laughs> yeah,
2: cool. it's not
0: appropriate in these days mm-hmm. Oh There's, lord Look we have fun around here Amen to that As
1: Yeah so overpriced internet shit is blowing my
2: mind. Right it now. is. And that I will say the one overpriced internet shit on that website that I really want is the Duluth cab commander 2.0 to organize the cab of my truck. Cause, damn, it's bad.
1: They have a, uh, they have a brand, like a sub brand called 40 grit. <laughs> cool, man. <laughs> that, but I don't think I'd like wear that underwear. underwear. No. Yeah. I don't think they have,
4: <laughs>
0: they have thongs. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
0: Sign me up. All right. So, does anybody have? I think we're done with like trying to work our way through that list. Yeah, but yeah, uh, I think
1: we kind of killed it.
0: Um, the tarpon, micro, the micro tarpon migration. Yeah. I'm just uh, going no. through my like straight up show notes, and uh, one thing that I want to mention: um, Traeger Day. Is a week from today, and the reason I bring that up is uh, over the past couple three years, we've had our Traeger here for the show. Um, we ate dinner tonight that was prepared on the Traeger. We enjoyed it. We love it. Delicious. And we're planning on participating in Traeger Day next Saturday. And uh, a lot of you guys over the last two years. We've been fortunate enough to be able to offer discount codes that have helped listeners get uh, Traeger Grills for a little bit less than retail. Um, When you guys are posting a story or something or a post involving your Traeger, if that's the way you roll, if you don't do it, that's fine too. Start using Traeger on fly as a hashtag. And that's simply so we can find everybody that we've touched Mm -hmm. as far as, like, that are part of the Traeger hood now. And uh, get involved on the Traeger day um, thing next Saturday. Um, There's some really cool shit that you can win from Traeger. And we're just like everybody else. We're down for the free stuff. We're down for winning free shit. uh, But uh, more importantly, make sure that you stop by taylortrash.com sometime next week before Traeger Day go to the bilge which is our version of a blog and there's going to be a pretty cool Traeger article that the minister of hustle has put together on how he has rehabbed his Traeger and you're going to be really surprised and you're gonna start thinking dusty to crusty when you see it, it's kind of like a dusty to greasy, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. yeah, um so anyway, check that out, make sure, and uh let us know what you think about that article um, going through my stuff, Marcus and I definitely went out on the nomad yep. um one thing that I wanted to say was uh mark strip set. The hell out of some oysters. <laughs> oh yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was got fucking be- a thing of beauty. Got And em. it sucked because the fish was, I mean, hauling ass to eat this fly, mm-hmm. and the fish did eat the fly. But like when Mark went tight, he went tight on oysters. <laughs> so uh, the yes. oyster man Oof. definitely, uh, definitely got it done um let's see my trip down to Goodland Mm -hmm. Sanibel and then this was a note that I had prior to uh, soliciting all of uh, what we were going to talk about and we have a rich history on this podcast talking shit about social media Mm -hmm. and how people use social media to try to make themselves look the part they want to be an influencer they want to be an elite ambassador and all that and i kind of have a brief little thought on how you're missing it and missing the mark if you think instagram is where you're going to find your fame TikTok, hundred percent. No, it's not. (laughs) Maybe, (laughs) but I really, I I, it was like an epiphany. Um, YouTube. So tubers still very very relevant. So YouTube to me, I think the most really. It completely removes that fly fishing hierarchy. The, the industry professionals that like oh. that anoint people in in the land of Instagram, um, because it's really either you're popular and watched or you're not. Right. Mm-hmm. And if you are, you know that you're getting that feedback through likes and views and stuff like that. And
4: It oh, allows like it kinda...
0: people that are good storytellers to kind of get that notoriety and to, to become a known quantity where otherwise they never would have. Because it removes, like, the whole, uh, what's the word, the, the, you know, metrics that, you know, why you get served or whatever. Oh, mm-hmm. um, well, the algorithm. The algorithm. The algorithm. It's either you watch it and you like it or you don't. I think and,
1: there still uh, has its own but I think it'll it's a little bit more organic because if it's bullshit you just yeah, you move on. Yeah, and you don't you know, you don't subscribe, you don't go yeah. back to see what
0: this person's and, doing. And here's yeah. the thing, you know, we're not talking on YouTube like fly fly fishing film tour type stuff that's, you know, hand picked, funded, ad filled and all that. Um it's it's uh You know, authenticity, it's humor, it's relatable, it's informative. So, you know, if you think you've got something to add to this thing we call fly fishing, and you've been struggling and and hashtagging the shit out of everything and not getting any traction, you just might be in the wrong spot, Mm -hmm. you know. Go do YouTube. Um, I mean, there's people I've talked about over the years. You know, there's a couple of kids out in uh, Montana that uh, I I stumbled across. I, I subscribe to them. I think what they're doing is pretty fun. Um, the guys up in uh, North Carolina that uh, have the short bus. Mm-hmm. Uh, short bus diaries. Short mm-hmm. bus diaries. Love that kind of stuff.
2: Um, so, anyway, that was just my Which, thought. That's a kind of funny one. They d- I mean, they do have some sponsors. Sure. But that's a funny one where they actually have a pretty – I mean, a lot of... They've got, like, 44,000 subscribers on YouTube, and they get a lot of views per video, and none of the, inf, like, none of the famous companies are saying, hey, check these guys out. Check what cool adventure they're on. Right. And I'm like, dude, that's that's the they're one missing you out. want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like...
0: Well, and, like, you know, our good friend Ben, mm-hmm. you know, he... He sells merch and he sells merch yeah. and, and you know what? I think and has a regular job as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And and he's I don't think he's really interested in having sponsors. No. You know? I mean, unless it serves a specific purpose for him. Um I haven't watched his latest uh videos on that six day float or whatever. I need to. Um I guess he got a hole in the boat the first time out or whatever. He just they just came across...
1: Yeah, I haven't been able to watch them yet. I haven't yeah. been able to sit
0: down, but... <clears throat> so I'm looking forward to seeing what happened there. And mm-hmm. like, you know... Yeah. You know, was it user error? Was it, you know, what happened? What How did how did the raft company take care of them? Or mm-hmm. all that kind Ben's of stuff. Ben's kind of a dick, so, you know. Yeah. Shut up. He's probably ben. on his own. Right. They're like, <laughs> idiot fucking Ben. Yeah. Huge hole. Shout out, Error. <laughs> <laughs> so, All right, friend. well, Hi, fellas. anybody got anything else to add?
1: Um, behave yourselves if you know any high school or college. Well, I don't know. This might be a Florida thing. Okay. little side note. All right. I've been really paying attention to this lately. If I was between the ages of 16 and, I don't know, 18, or maybe in college or something like that, I would have, like, 32 restaurant jobs right now. No shit. Everywhere you go. Everywhere, they're They're closed early because there's not enough people for that third shift. Uh-huh. Gas stations. Any of these kind of, like, walk-in jobs that you can take, like, a bicycle or a city bus
0: to, well, they you know, cannot find anybody. You know why? People are being paid to stay home on unemployment. But the the other one. It's 100%. The
1: The other one is the good ones, like, uh-huh. from all these like lesser paying ones but right. good restaurants We're like no come on come to the light because uh, some of uh, you know some of those people are going to stay home to collect the check right so it like vacuum I'm like man if I was 16 years old right now I'd be rich
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> alright well uh, episode number 63 63 from here at the old oak table it's been Taylor Trash fly fishing mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we hope to have another episode out a little quicker next time until then stay trashy and please visit the website purchase some merch we need the beer money and the Traeger money so that we got food to eat (laughs) feed these poor sons of bitches down in Oak Hill all right we'll catch you on the next one
5: Take time with a wounded hand, cause I like to steal. Take time with a wounded hand, cause it likes to heal. I like to steal. I'm happy when I used to be the time I feel as I feel as the dawn not the I used to be It's how I feel as a Start a fire. Everybody, run! Above the sky. <laughs>
0: yeah.
5: I'm
0: to i got to <laughs>
5: my story.
0: I was having lunch at the local joint this past week. And uh, they're a little shorthanded and the waitresses were in the weeds. I asked my waitress for a uh, ranch for my fries. She immediately went and got it. But she took it to the wrong fucking table. Um, pretty sure the dude who got my ranch thinks I'm gay. But if he knew the truth... Those I want you so fucking bad eyes were for the ranch that he was ignoring.